retro brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? What a shit show. Are you okay? Oh, my God. Like, seriously? What a shit show. Listen to this. Your camera literally just froze. Like, what the fuck is going on? We just had perfect what? everything, and now your camera's like, are you? do you have a video or something playing? I got nothing going on uh, right now. You, you have to have something going on in the background of your, cam- uh, of, of your computer, because right now you're like, a flip, you're like a flip book right now. How about now? Better. It's better. Okay, how about now? <laughs> We're good? I swear to God. <laughs> I, I, we need a fund, we need a fund for, for Sarge to, one, film him smashing his old computer and two banning a new computer <laughs> like i swear to god yeah it's a powerpoint presentation of 2021 it's just sarge he was smiling i was like this is eerie is he coming is he what, what's happening and you just you were just frozen all right so those of you that don't know we're a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week and we rant along the way on today's episode we have a bunch of different things we're going to be talking about the atari vcs we're going to be talking about well that nobody's talking about. We're going to talk about Stadia. We're going to talk about E3. E3 was this past week since the last time we actually had a show. And we're going to talk about it. Good, bad, pathetic. We're going to tell you our thoughts on that. Um, we're going to go over uh, a couple of PlayStation news stories about games that were PlayStation 5 exclusives and now aren't. Uh, we're going to give you our thoughts and opinions on Battlefield 2042 and what we know so far of of the game um and we got a couple of other stories that we're gonna we're gonna talk about as well i do appreciate everyone coming out if you're here for the very first time i'm 30 and still gaming this is sarge you can follow sarge at sarge mccluskey on twitter you can follow me on 30 and still gaming on twitter and you can hit sub right here and become a member meanwhile uh, i want to thank oscar 7416 for becoming and continuing his uh his membership over here I do appreciate that very much, becoming a member. If you want to become a member, uh, it's $4.99 over here on YouTube. And it's uh, you can use your subprime on Twitch, or you can use the, subs- the subscribe button for $4.99 over on Twitch. So I do appreciate everyone coming out. So, episode 267. You're right, Sarge. You, you got you got crazy eyes. You got crazy eyes. You all right? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's talk, let's talk, uh, let's talk E3 first, right? Let's talk E3 first. So did you, did you watch a lot of it, Sarge? Did you watch it on my channel? Did you watch it? Uh, I can't, I can't hear you. I watched as much as I could. Okay. So what was the good parts for you of E3? What was the good parts? This is hard. Okay. I liked the Battlefield trailer. <laughs> I thought you were... I'm oh, sorry. I thought this was a bit. I was like, it's hard. I thought you were just going to go dead silent and not say a goddamn thing. 
I like the Battlefield trailer. I like the fact that Elder Ring finally showed its face after all these years. It's not my type of game, but you know, I get it. Oh, I, just, get, the, I get the hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way the way, the way I'm talking about it is, is things that have actually made me feel something inside, as opposed to being like, "Fuck this, it's just not stupid. It's a repeat." I'm just talking about stuff that you watched and you're like, "Yeah, I got a good vibe from that." Yeah, I like that that Metroid side scroller from Nintendo. I oh, you cool. talk about the Metro Dread or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I thought that Metrovania game that was coming out from that, um, I can't remember the name of the studio, but it reminded me of Castlevania. I like those kind of side-scrollers. Which one? Um, I can't remember the name of the, the, the actual... What what conference was it in? Uh, I think it was like the second one. The second one you guys watched. The second one. <clears throat> I gotta um, look up my, my, my notes here. I like that Xbox came out swinging. They didn't hold anything back. And so... I like the fact that they showed 28 games, 30 games, and like 27 of them were all on Game Pass, which proves the point that we're trying to say for the last year and a half, which is perceived value for Microsoft. Right. Um, There's a lot of things that were shown that I think they were just trying to show something, but there wasn't anything concrete to talk about. We got a date for Starfield. Yes, we I thought did. at least that yeah, we, we did at least that, that was good. At least that was good because at least everyone can just shut up and stop wondering and just wait now. We just know. Right? Now, so we, now know, we have to do now is we wait, know wait, if wait. it sucks, it sucks because it it they're pushing it out too early. <laughs> right. Well eleven eleven is like their thing, right? Skyrim was released on eleven eleven, right? So yeah, eleven eleven twenty twenty two. I thought I thought that the I guess the redo vid introduction of Halo was interesting including that little talk with that guy. I think it was, was it today or yesterday? He was talking a little bit more about Halo. Well, he's talking about, uh, he was talking more about the, today was more about the multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still curious to know what the, what the game plan is, because if you're going to make the multiplayer free to everybody, so it's got to have the hook where the campaign's got to be something. No, so, the um, hook to me is that it's free. That's the hook, right? The hook, to, hook to me is if you're a Halo <laughs> fan, you're, it's nostalgic for you. You're gonna come back and try it. And if you don't, if you're not interested, it's free. So why not try it? it it's, it's fine. I, I, I watched all the footage, including the, the original one that we all hated. It just doesn't seem to me, and I'm not trying to be like a super hyper overcritical person. It's just like I'm looking at it because I played Halo. I played the original Halo. Okay, so I know all about it. I played four games worth. And so I understand what it's supposed to be. I didn't see something that trumps what the old Halo was. Right. It just looks like it's Halo without without saying it's remastered or redone or it's a re- revamp or whatever. Without using the terminology, it just seems like it's Halo for a new generation of kids. It, that's the way I'm looking at it, right? Uh, right well, it's just Halo for a new generation of kids, which, which it's not going to be a bad thing. Right. But the level that everyone else has set the bar for, for what multiplayer games are supposed to have after six years of Destiny and what we see with these open world shooters, and you just, Halo's here. Like, okay. So, once again, don't know enough. I just know from what I saw. 
So right? I just I just know from what I saw. Real quick, uh-huh. Wolverine. We we know the multiplayer is free and the and the campaign's not. But if you have Game Pass, it's it's free, right? If you have Game Pass, you're paying ten bucks, so you're paying like a, a penny for for if you get the dollar the dollar deal during the month it comes out, you're paying a penny because there's a hundred games on there. Uh, so it's 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 almost free, okay. And, and and to go more into what Halo Vikings saying the same thing. That, that's what he said. Like nothing drew me in, right? Like obviously the uh, oh, who cares about PC users? I'm talking about Xbox. <laughs> and 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 basically, if it's it's part of it, uh, ultimate. If you have the ultimate, it's free. Yeah, PC users they should be they should be lucky that it's on PC just in general because they had to wait years and years before it came out on pc uh in the in the past all right the first halos didn't even come out for it um but as far as the multiplayer the campaign of course i'm gonna play it right it's on game pass and even if it wasn't on game pass i probably would buy it because i've i played all the other halos so why not play the next halo but as far as the multiplayer the multiplayer today they went into a little bit more depth and i was like ah it's cool like there was this one moment where the guy threw a grenade and it popped and shot off the, the the sword off of the off its landmark and the guy jumped in the air and caught it i was like ah, that's pretty cool right there was like little moments here and there but overall like if like for instance my son doesn't know what halo is doesn't even know what halo is right if he sees this he'll be like oh that's cool and this is his his 2001 right that's correct you know what i mean 20 years later he sees this halo and this might be his starting point of it and i totally get that and then obviously the nostalgia factor for people that love Halo and love the multiplayer. But I've, I've made this comparison the last couple nights. Nothing during this multiplayer stuff that they told me about the new car, the drops that come in and everything. I'm like, it's Halo. The, the landscape of PvP over the years has completely changed since Halo started like Major League Gaming and whatnot, right? I mean, look at the look at look at what multiplayer is now. Competitive multiplayer. Look what it is now. It wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for Halo back in the day. But now you look at Halo, and is it evolving? I don't think it is. I think it's kind of just going back into the shelf exactly what it was to like get a well, new a new a new group of people to play it. Right. Once again, I would have to actually play it to see, because remember, original Halo. The PvP competitiveness was fantastic. There was no sprint. Okay, and there was no sprint. Okay, so I don't know if they're going to go back to that kind of method. Maybe the standard run is faster, so maybe the game feels a little faster. Maybe the fluid of the game, the fluidity of the game, is is more up to date, so you you don't feel like you're walking in molasses. Right. You know, because before, I mean, the, the Master Chief walk and the run was, you know, kind of like a heavy guy running. You know, it was. And it wasn't like Gears of War where you ran and it went to third-person view and he's doing that little football run. But we don't, once again, we don't know. We're shown things. We're told things. We can pick out some details. But until you actually play the game, have the controller in your hand, and see how the game is built, you'll know if it's original Halo or not. You're going to know. Here, here's the thing. You guys are saying that most Halo fans don't want Halo to evolve, which I feel is bullshit. Because when Halo first came out, they obviously added more game modes. They obviously added different things as they evolved across the platform in Major League Gaming to make PvP more interesting. Okay? So for you guys to say you guys don't want change is just you're blinded by your own love of the game. 
okay? Obviously, I'm not talking about make Halo into Call of Duty. That's not what type of evolution I'm talking about. I'm talking about taking stuff in the Halo and making it different than it was when it first launched 20 years ago. They, they're not changing the recipe. I'm not asking for a complete change. What I'm asking is nothing during that thing, personally, okay? I'm not speaking for all of you. I'm speaking for me personally. There's nothing that I saw in that PvP that if I'm playing, which I'm not, I'm not playing Apex, I'm not playing other other uh, other PvP stuff, I'd rather just sit there and uh, uh, just play Battlefield myself, okay? But I'm not playing that as well. What I'm saying is there's nothing that's going to pull someone that's a, that's playing Apex Legends or another PvP game in another game mode to go, oh, dude, dude, I'm going to Halo because they're just they're just innovative over there. Well, okay, for instance, it, it the small things count. Like, I, I would think at this point in time, especially since Halo's been around for so long, and I don't mean this specifically for Halo. I mean this as, as a first-person shooter perspective. I believe that a character in a first-person shooter that's in a competitive environment should be able to do all the things that a normal human person would be able to do in the game, right? Not counting the sci-fi stuff, right? You should be able to go prone. You should be able to go squat. You should be able to squat some type of little roll maneuver, some type of something that you can actually dive. Those kind of things should just be in the game because it creates a little bit more speed to the game as opposed to that just constant running in that same fashion right limited sprint should be okay i don't mean like unlimited sprint but a limited sprint should be okay if if you're playing a game from 20 years ago and i can't go prone and i can't squat and i can't walk while squatted i can't do like a little roll maneuver if i can't do these things and i'm still limited by this box from 20 years ago then i have questions the, uh, right? That's how I look at it. I'm not saying good or bad yet. Once again, I haven't seen it. Right. I saw well, the pretty I, pictures. I'm, I'm talking about what they... Look, you get first impressions. They had a moment to sell it. Right. They showed it. They went into depth more today. I saw more today when they talked about it than I did on Sunday when they just showed it. Okay. There's other things they went into depth for. Okay. The grapple hook, cool. Right. They were doing some cool maneuvers and stuff like that. I can see a lot of people. It'll be, it'll be fun when you're playing and or watching someone like get that down and like jump up in the air and do the headshot sniper, no scope, stuff like that. I mean, I think that those were give up moments, right? Yeah, like absolutely. if a guy jumps off, if a guy dives off a ledge, right. And you get like an extra second or two to fire the gun before you guy has to go into like a roll or, or something to fall on the ground. Right. Like those set up good kind of moments in the game, right? right? You're diving for the flag or you're rolling out of a way of a grenade. Like it's not just, the the block grenade goes into and you can't move you can't duck you can't dive it's i'm gonna get hit by this grenade because it's in the vicinity that's it like i evolution doesn't have to be like from dinosaur to lizard it doesn't have to go that far right right but right, it has right. to have there has to be something that's built off the the core of what the game is I, i'm not i'm not wishing it for it to fail what i'm saying is from what i saw i agree with you to a point i see it I've already played it, okay? It's right. almost the same thing as I've played older games in the past. If the game came out again, can I play it again for five, ten seconds, maybe five minutes if I'm really in the mood? And then after I've played it, my brain knows I've played it, and so I can't play it anymore. It's not 
it doesn't hit the endorphins for me so, as far as fun factor. Here, here's one of the, the the things they even said it today, right? They said they're making bigger maps, right? Bigger maps, and they, I think they're going to have on 12, 12 on twelve, if I'm not mistaken. Bigger bigger maps doesn't no, no. mean anything. No, I understand that, but they're 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 evolving from you know the the small maps to twelve v twelve maps, right? They're like, oh, we have bigger bigger uh, warfare. And I look at a game like that, and I understand it might be the engine they're using or or whatnot. Here we are, right? We're Battlefield, which we'll talk about in a little bit, right, has now moved from 64 players total to 128 officially. Because it was never official, even on PC, 128 players. It was always 64 with private servers. You can go up to 128, right? It's officially now 128 players across the board by the actual company, right? They're changing it up. They're adding more people to make the Battlefield be be more. They're, they're changing something up, right? Halo went from 12 to now 24 for the for certain maps or whatever right i would like to maybe see maybe maybe come out with a game mode that's bigger bigger maybe 48 people on a map you know what i mean <laughs> like more more people more things that can happen i don't want it to be battlefield that's not what i'm asking for but i i just would like to see a game mode something to change all right to incorporate, because look, I love, this is what I love, and I always complain about Destiny about this, right? Because I hated that they they kept PvP with Destiny in with PvE. I was like, just separate them and make it like, like a Halo, where the guns are the same, and then you have to run to it, or defense, or, or offense, whatever, try to get to that weapon first, or wait for the timer to come up, and then pick up the sniper rifle, or pick up the shotgun, or pick up the, and, and it would feel better as a competitive type of thing, right? If you if you wanted it to be competitive in that way, well, Halo not because been. it had to be. No, but yes, but yeah, but Halo Halo caused the beginnings of. Without Halo, we don't have we don't have MLG esports. Right. Yes, we yeah. don't have. It's right. because it's yeah. because of Halo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you, because yeah. it was able to be played on a console and be competitive. That's what made it so good at the time when yeah. it came out. Yeah. For me. For me, I, the the small touches mean more. So, even if it's only twenty, what is it? You said twenty four people, twelve versus twelve. I, I think it's I think it's twelve. Yeah, twelve on the larger maps. Twelve v twelve. What, I what was said. it called? Duplis will know this. What was it called? Duplis when you could actually make your own maps. What was that called? It was called something when you could actually make your own map setups and set they, up for your own your for, own, the forge. Yeah, they're they're coming back okay. with it now. I, I believe. Right. So so if you were to use the forge like today, right. I'm not saying on Battlefield's level, but when you do the Forge and you make up your own map, I think certain locations of the map should be partially destructible. Like if you make a tower and it gets heavy attacked and it comes off in chunks and pieces I, I and it's a that damage building. Two nights ago, I said the you know, indestructible environment, you know, destructible environment inside the thing. It's just, I mean, it's 2021. We have to do a little bit more. Like right. I, I get it. It's, it's almost when I look at Halo, it's almost like playing Forza. The cars and everything look amazing. I can never wreck them. Right. You can't do yeah. damage on them because they don't want to see the damage. But like the warthog gets all busted up and on fire. And so why wouldn't little key locations of the map have the same type of damage? Just a, just a little sprinkle of here and there to show that we've done something different. Right. Because otherwise, to me, it's just redone Halo with a grappling hook and sprint. So for the kids that have never played Halo on that level. And, and also the nostalgia it. of people that are coming back, right? Right, right. You're going to get the you're going to get a group of people who see Halo for their first time and a group of nostalgic people who love Halo are going to get to play Halo again. So it's a win-win. Well, 
I just... I wanna, that's I, it. I want to go into the next topic because it's about Halo, and it will lead into to Battlefield after this because... Halo said, let me let me find the actual uh, the, the story. They're, they're talking about Halo and how they're going to have bots implemented into the actual into the actual game. Battlefield's also going to be doing the exact same thing. And I, I kind of find it funny. So. Um, yeah, so, OK, so Halo right here, this this article comes from Game Radar Plus, OK? Halo Infinite multiplayer getting bots to make it the most approachable in the series. Okay. So, uh, one of the key features announced in the upcoming Halo Infinite multiplayer is the inclusion of robust and variety of training modes. Okay. Post 343 Industries says, after the 20 years of Spartan combat experience and uh, contend with, uh, we know how Halo multiplayer arena can sometimes be daunting experience to help address uh, the key pillar of Halo Infinite is the most approachable and welcoming entry of the series to date. These tools will allow players to learn experiment uh, experiment with the, with the systems that to play with Halo Infinite in a diverse way. The, most po uh, the post mentions that there are two modes. Help players get acquainted with the game. Academy is a mode that led by the character's Spartan commander uh, that'll let you learn the basics of combat and also include into the target range of customizable training skirmishes with bots so you can get the uh, more comfortable with being your Spartan. There's also a bit of a training mode that lets you configure specific loadouts, deploying uh, uh, opponent bots and various skill levels and practice on your own terms. Bots will be able to be available to use in custom games if players want to fill out the roster. Um, so basically what... They're putting bots in the game now. It's not bots in the in the main game, right? Like if you're if you're doing six v six, there's not going to be bots in the in the main game, okay? But in other games, you get to practice, which is nice. You know, they have that, that training thing, so now you can get comfortable. Maybe you want to know where the the spawn points are happening in the in the board, where the weapons appear. You can practice each map. You can practice against uh, NPCs. Here we are. You know, it's a it's a free to play game. It's not really for meant for this game that I'm talking about, but Battle uh, Battlefield 2042 is also putting in bots into the game, okay? Which I find also kind of funny. Um, here we are in 2021, where like gaming is at the apex of what it is, right? There's more people playing games now than any time ever before, right? There's more people playing right now, and yet these companies are scared that they can't fill their lobbies up with with people not as much as for halo that it is for because again you can't play the bots inside of the main the main game modes but you can play it to, to practice battlefield on the other hand 2042 is using bots to fill servers so your matches are always full okay so battlefield uh, 2042 supports 128 players on pc and playstation and xbox series s and x while playstation 4 and xbox one versions of the game's about support 64 players now as a multiplayer only experience it's important to us to let the battlefield 2042 um when and how you want to play dice says now so in multiplayer ai soldiers are used to server filling capabilities ensuring that the matches remain full at no matter your location Okay, co-op lets you play together with your friends against AI soldiers. And then there's also solo, a solo that lets you play against all AI soldiers. So you could be one real person against 127 other bots. Okay, and then you can just practice, do the maps. Maybe you want to practice your helicopter or jet. And you want to practice because otherwise you're in the regular game. And someone's like, get out, get out of the helicopter, noob. You know, and they're like screaming at the people because they're they're, they're at the, the, the spawn points or whatnot. Okay, but... Just, just to, just for a quick thing, I don't want to, I don't want to derail you, but just like other games, Mag, 
and other games have tried to do this many people in the past, what happens with the Zerg mentality and what happens with the grenade spam? Right. Right. So once again, pretty pictures don't tell the whole story. Like, I'm curious to know, are they going to spread it out where you're not zerging, where people are start off on different sides of the map, so you're going for those locations that are on your side of the map because the maps are supposed to be bigger because we got 128 people on the map. Right. Right? I'm okay with bots. Bots are great to stand in those gun emplacements and be like defensive perimeters and areas of the bot areas of the board, right? The like an NPC might run out in the first first NP, uh, standard weapon or a static weapon that's someplace he mans it and fires at something that comes within range. That's kind of cool. I mean, I'm okay with that. But don't you find it funny that they have to spend time doing AI and bots for a game that has been popular for like over ten years? where lobbies were always jam-packed full of people trying to play, and now you're telling me right. you're, you're concerned that you won't get full lobbies? So how does that work exactly? You, you threw us into 3,000 servers before, and we were always full. Now if you hold twice as many people, you'll just use half as many servers. So I'm curious to know why the bot thing is a thing now. Like, what are, are, they, are they concerned... Are they, was it was it a preemptive thought that they're concerned that there wasn't enough systems sold, so for like the new systems that not not enough people would be in those servers. That's why there's bots. I I but it's it just it doesn't. You're in a region. You're in a region. I I, right? I think the reason they're putting bots in games is like the reason Fortnite does it. Okay. Fortnite back in the day to make you feel better that you can kill some guys one make you feel better two uh to promote to promote like skins and whatnot in the game okay because like if you're in a game and they come out with new skins and then all of a sudden like in at least in Fortnite all of a sudden let's say um I don't know more DC characters come out for for Marvel or let's say they put Teenage Ninja Turtles in it or something you you drop in you drop into the match, and all of a sudden you see Michelangelo turtle, and you're like, "Oh, cool! That's a new. I didn't know that was out." You know what I mean? Like, and you're and you're fighting against them, and you and you see the skin, and now it's in your head, it's fresh in your brain. You're like, "You're like, oh, I want that skin, right?" Even though there's nobody else buying it, they kind of automatically make you feel like other people have already bought the skin, even though because you can't tell if it's a bot or not, but you can, but you can't, right? Some people can, well, some people can't. So in would, the battlefield, hope... in the battlefield scenario, right, I feel like not only do they feel like, well, it's 128, that's the big selling point. 128 is the big selling point for the next-gen console. You're paying $70 for seven maps and 128 players to play in 4K, 60 frames per second, right? And if the lobbies are dead, you're in trouble, right? Because if the lobbies start dying, you're going to be like, no one's playing this fucking game, right? And you're like, I'm out. But if they put bots in there, and we've already read patents in the past, okay, that they have bots learning, okay, learning how you play, learning how you think. They, they, you see a person kill you with a new gun in certain scenarios, then you're, all of a sudden you pick up that gun, right? Now you can pick up that gun and constantly change it, and now, you're, now they're advertising new weapons and new things that you kind of drive for to be like, oh, this is a cool gun. What gun is this? Oh, I want to get that gun, or I want to get that skin, or I want to get this thing. And I feel like this is the way 
or the reason that they're doing it. Obviously, this is my speculation, okay? But I feel like this is the reason they're putting bots in the game, right? Because 128 is the selling point. And if I join that game and the game is dead, you're like, oh, man, this is not good. Now, if the bots feel like bots, it's also not a good sign, okay? But if the bots are adapting, and I'm gonna bring up another game. We were watching the, the, uh, the video of Neighbors 2, or Hello Neighbor, right? And the guy was talking about the AI in just this one particular game, right? And he was saying as you were going through the house and you're trying to hide, the AI was learning on the fly. So as you like hid in the closet, the AI would go around and all of a sudden it would stop and go, wait a minute, last time he was in the closet. And then it would check the closet, right? It was constantly learning on the fly, not just based on your behavior, but everybody else that's playing the game on the network okay, because it's all attached to online, that anybody else that's doing this, it's learning from everybody total. So um, if if there's uh, if there's a way to adapt the, how the bots learn, which I believe there is, it's learning your play style. We read a patent a couple of weeks ago <clears throat> that you don't even have to play your game anymore. Sony's doing a patent where you can just go away and the, the, the computer will play for you type of shit, right? So I, I really think that the bots are there because they don't want you to feel they want the illusion of this game is super popular and this and the servers are always full okay granted granted however that still doesn't defend against the top three problems when you have that many people playing on a map zerging grenade spamming okay and not to mention that if and only if their server-based skill matchmaking algorithm works Okay, right. if that actually works, let's say we're all just in solo and we're just playing because I'm not waiting for you. I'm not waiting for Smash. I'm not waiting for Phoenix. We're just all playing our own game, right? Then after about a couple weeks, everyone realizes, oh, you guys have an Xbox. Oh, did you get Battlefield? Oh, now we realize we have it. And then we say, okay, so let's get together Friday night and we'll get into a squad. Now, if I get into a squad with you, and we're all at different matchmaking levels. Once you're in a squad, the way it's supposed to work is we go in as a squad. Doesn't matter the matchmaking, right? So what is the computer doing now? Is it just throwing in bots to throw bots in? Is it taking an average? Is it just taking other groups? Like I, you can't tell me that it's just a it's a whatever scenario that your matchmaking works. It's just supposed to be. You're in a game, right? Right. It's got nothing to do with Wolverine's been playing first-person shooters since he was ten, and and Timmy over here just got his controller from his dad. And he's crying because he's getting spanked every thirty seconds because he can't fire the gun correctly. We're not going to put all the kids in the little kid room and all the Wolverines in one room. It doesn't work that way. You're going to just be in a room. The only way that you control who goes in the room is if, if you are in a party and if you're in a squad and you go into the game as a group. That's the only way. Right. I, I don't believe for one I don't believe for one second it's going to be skill-based matchmaking. Out of, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Right? And not to mention the fact that let's say I get on at 6 o'clock and we're all on and the room's the room's pretty full. Maybe it's got like 40, 50 people and the rest are bots. As more people get on, you can't tell me they're going to throw those people into a new server. They're going to fill in where the bots are and the bots drop off and live right. people come live, in. Live people come in, right. You'll right? never, so you'll if, never if, know, right? 
But this is what I'm saying. If they, if like they, the, if they can, if the they can details, keep you, the details matter. The details matter. Okay, look. So let's say you live in Maine and I live in Florida, but the two guys that we always play with live in fucking Washington State. Okay. Now, if we're not in a group, if we don't put ourselves in a group and go in as a group, there's no way I will ever see them, ever, ever. Mm. But by today's standards. And by today's online capabilities, we should be able to play from different regions in their servers and have a pretty smooth session. Am I right or wrong at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So by that token, what is the what is their program for that? Like what how does it control that? How does it decide there's a bot, there's no bot? Like I I know you want full servers. Everybody wants full servers. It makes the game more fun. Well, they're, they're selling the 128, right? That's that's the big selling point. Just like Mag sold it back in the day. 256, I think it was, back in the day or, or something like that. Right. Smash, good point, right? And here's the ultimate question that no one has, no one asked yet. Nobody's asked it yet. Post and we go back to this right. every time. Are the servers, are the servers player to player? Or are they committed servers? Are they committed? Are, is, it a, is it a direct server? Like, like we've been asking for for a decade. Is it like nobody mentioned it at all? But we've got bots now, and we got other stuff. Okay. But so I got. Is I, there? Is it? Is it? I got concrete server. For those that don't know, skill-based matchmaking is matching system that puts players in similar skills against each other. At least how it's often implemented. There are other ways to achieve balanced matchmaking without filling lobbies or uh, evenly matched players. For example, there are forms of matchmaking systems that mix in with the match players and different. Uh, for now, it remains to be seen that Battlefield 2042 will tackle all of this, according to prominent Battlefield insider Tom Henderson. The skill-based matchmaking in the game, but it's server-based. Uh, what does this mean? It'll be according to Henderson. It means that the majority of the skill-based matchmaking Making happens when you found when you find a server uh it doesn't kick it it doesn't kick in beforehand in other words it's it's not like call of duty uh it sounds familiar it's because it's what battlefield has been doing for years in other words there's no change here but again all the information is unofficial variety uh variety so take it with a grain of salt but for the all we know is dice and ea have very different plans at the moment publishing ea dice have committed to any of these uh said word about skill-based matchmaking will work in the game in fact we don't even know if it's implemented at all um i mean i don't know like i said like i think to them it's because we do know there's gonna be battle passes right we do know there's gonna be microtransactions we do know that all this stuff's gonna be in the game that's a and, given and one of the big selling points for fortnite putting bots in the game is to be a walking billboard for them right they can drop in npcs with the new skins and the new weapons that they have skins for and all this other stuff so when you go up against it one you feel good it does I don't play Fortnite very often, and when I do go back, it's like months and months in between, and all of a sudden, I go to back my first game, and I'll win my first my first match. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that I'm winning my first match. I'm so rusty, okay? But it does. It does make you feel good. Now, with a game like Battlefield, I don't know if it'll make me feel good because it's not really a Battle Royale-type style like I'm the winner. It's more of I'm going up against somebody, and if I can start shooting people, I'm killing like 10, 12 people, yeah, I guess it'll make me feel good, but then I'll be like... Either these kids really suck, or I'm going up against some bots, right? You know what I mean? Once again, there are the, the list of factors needed to talk about that make a Battlefield game a good Battlefield game. You are not going to see until the game comes out, right? Just because it's Battlefield, just because it looks good, just because you saw some cool effects in a tornado in a squirrel suit 
doesn't mean the game factor, how the game is played, we don't know, right? Everyone looked at the World War II thing and thought that looked amazing until you found out how it actually played, okay? There's a difference. There's a difference on how a Battlefield game plays. How's the recoil? Yeah. What's the gun progression? Like, how does the medic and ammo class work? They said there's no more classes, so now you're a specialization. So anyone can be anything. Are tanks valuable? Are they paper mache tanks? Right. Is there a reason for me to have a tank? Like, purposeful items in the game <clears throat> to use the, the paper, rock, scissor game that is Battlefield. Like, you're supposed to, you are supposed to have an oh shit moment. If right. you're out in the open and a helicopter flies over and you don't have a tow missile, you're supposed that's to an oh shit mo that's yeah. an oh shit moment. Yeah. You have to find a way to live. If a tank rolls up on your squad and you're in a small village that can be fully destructible and you don't have anti-tank, it's an oh shit moment. You got to call somebody. Someone bring a tank. Someone bring a, a vehicle. Someone bring something to help us, right? If everyone can do everything and no one's scared of anything, it's, it's called then duty. it's not a battlefield. Yeah. It's Call of Duty. It's, it's, it's not duty. a battlefield game. Yeah. That's the difference. So I'm a, That's I'm, the difference. I'm a little I'm a little worried. I was talking about this earlier, right? I was talking about people that are fans of Halo, right? You have this nostalgic factor. Like you're looking at Halo because you love Halo, right? That's Battlefield for me, right? Like I love Halo single player, right? But people are looking at the PvP of Halo because they love oh, they correction, love Halo. Correction. I love Halo campaign with a buddy. Well, no, absolutely. But what I'm saying is that's that's my thing. The PvP was awesome, but Battlefield is my PvP guy, right? And when I look at the when I look at Battlefield, I see that and I'm like, oh, like you showed me that video yesterday, right? Of the Battlefield did three. You, did it give you goosebumps? It gave me goosebumps, right? There was a Put group. That, give them the link for that the, one the, at the end of the show. The the group of people that were playing in this tank, right? They had their their certain two drivers and two commanders or whatever, and they were they were just owning everything and we were part of most of like this when we played the game it feels so good like everyone's leaving or quitting because you're just devastating everybody when i look at the battlefield 2042 i think it looks cool but there's moments the moment of the jet where he jumps out and does the the the, the rocket launcher that nostalgia right when they when they take the atv and jump off the roof and then ignite the the, the c4 on the atv nostalgic right i'm looking at that and i get chills i'm like yes yes they're going back to what i love right but at the same time they're also progressing the game forward but at the same time i don't know if i like some of the the choices they've made at least what we've know so far like for instance they're talking about the choke points and stuff like that, right? They said there's going to be little little clusters of fights going on, which we've talked about, you've talked about specifically on this show for like four years of what Battlefield should change. You talked about it in Battlefield 1, we talked about it in Battlefield 5, and now here we are in Battlefield 2042. And it almost sounds like maybe one of the developers listens to the show or they just like-minded, okay? Because they have these like little cluster moments that are happening in the thing. And then they said today there'll be a moment where everyone joins in on a, on a bigger area and it'll be like the big finale of, of like what's going on. Right. And I was like, all right, this sounds interesting. OK, but just like you said, if everyone doesn't have a class and there is no ammo crates and there is no med packs and stuff like that, then it's like every man for themselves type of thing. And. That's not Battlefield. Battlefield is about communication. Battlefield is about having certain classes, like you were saying, about there's a tank. All right, I'm going to come back in as a, as, as a, a support character so I can take this, uh, you know, 
uh, take the tank out. And then when we're done with that, if I die, I'll come back as a sniper and look out for people, right? And, and spot people and then tell people. I don't know for what we've seen if this is what Battlefield still is. I think Battlefield now, they got the crisis type of crisis. Um, uh, when you pick up someone's weapon, you can do a hot swap on type of stuff. And again, with bots and different things, it's a promotion of like all of a sudden you kill a bot and there's a weapon on the ground and you pick it up and it has a scope that you don't have. It's promoting that, oh man, I want to get that skin. I want to get this type of thing. I don't know. It just feels like it's all connected and it doesn't really feel like a battlefield from the past. Right. It feels like so, there So getting past the first layer, the second layer of the battlefield game, for those of you that have played battlefield in the past know this, that regardless of the class, right? Because the class dictated what types of weapons that guy could use, correct? And so I had a list of like maybe depending on the battlefield game you played, maybe there was five to ten weapons that that class could use. And only that class had that gun, right? Now, the way the original Battlefield was is they start you off with the standard regular gun, and you fire it, and you're going, man, this gun sucks. Then you learn the gun over time. You have to get like 100 kills with it or 150 kills with it before like the next gun would unlock or the next mod would unlock. And that mod might make that gun a little bit better for you. Right. Maybe you like the way that gun handles now with that scope, with that... With that uh, brace with the pad with the stock like the gun got better for you but not for somebody else so they would keep going down the list until they found the gun that they liked and then they started unlocking the mods for that gun to see if they liked the gun even better that's what kept people in the game right i had to unlock medic then i had to unlock heavy then i had to unlock the sniper and it, it changes the flow of a game because everybody's switching classes during certain times of the week or whenever you play with your buddies because you have to move over to different guys to unlock different guns, and it kept things moving. If I have the same guy all the time and I'm just changing out weapons, what does the gun unlock look like? How many guys do I have to kill before the right. gun unlocks? What instigates the fact that that gun unlocks for me? Do, do I get a certain number of points and then I pick a tree of guns and I go down a tree to see what kind of guns I like down this side of the, this side of the, like, we don't know what that well, is. July 22nd because, or 20, 22nd or 29th. I think they're going to go more in depth with it next month. I, 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 I'm hoping because you understand what I'm talking about. Like yeah. there's, there's a certain level of the game besides the fun factor of the game. People zeroed in on certain weapon types that they knew how to use. They knew the recoil pattern. <laughs> Not every you, gun had the same recoil, right? You would, if a gun, if a gun kept doing this, and then after after 30 hours of playing, you got all the mods unlocked, and you figured out that if I put this mod on and this stock on, I can get this gun to just do this now. Right. Right? And now I'm zeroing in on people, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, that's the whole part. Of, that's part of Battlefield, to learn the weapons, get the mods, figure out how the gun functions, and that's the replayability. It's not just about running around and shooting people. That's not how the gun, the game had originally been made. Yeah, Phoenix, I, I disagree with you. I don't want I don't want my Battlefield to be COD, and I don't want COD to be Battlefield. And and COD right now is basically turned into Battlefield. The the Battle Royale is a wide open, you know, Call of Duty used to be small maps and and stuff. Now it's wide open for, for you know, I I don't want those two games to be the, the same. Uh, Battlefield is special because it's a group activity, right? It's a group it doesn't activity. Have, it doesn't have lanes. Battlefield never had lanes. Battlefield was just an open map, and you had to go to points. Oh, you're, got talking, you're talking not gameplay, just the guns unlocks. I got you. I got you. Yeah, so here's the thing. I think 
Viking just brought it up. I'm confused about the tornadoes, right? Today they were talking about the tornado for the one map. And it said it was like a living, breathing thing. It kind of just like moves around the map. And when I think about tornadoes, right? Let's just say the tornado's not there when the, the, the game starts. All of a sudden your play goes all along. When you first see it, like, oh my God, this is crazy. This is amazing. This is so cool. This is All that stuff's going to come out of your mouth. And then let's go to hour 10. You'd be like, I fucking hate these tornadoes, dude. These tornadoes are so stupid, right? Like, I think it runs off real fast. It wears off real fast, okay? I just It just feels like a... It, it just feels like a fly-by-night type of, like, trick type of thing. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong on the, on that. I hope it doesn't run off real fast. But I feel like that's the way it's going to be, right? Yeah, it's like Sharknado, right? Um, I don't know. I hope the skills... What do you think about the specialists? Uh, Krebsy's saying, what, what about... What about... Couldn't couldn't you do the same thing with the special specializations, the specialists, as far as there's no class anymore, but there's specializations, okay. so you can pick and then okay. pick and choose? Yes, but if you, the term specialist means specific. If I'm a specialist in something, that means the more, the further I go into that class, the more detailed my guy gets. If I'm a specialist, I'm not a jack of all trades. If I'm a specialist and I'm a sniper stealth class, I don't walk around with a fucking rocket launcher. Right. Like, if you're, if you're saying that there are specialists in the game to unlock, right, there's no classes anymore. Well, what the fuck is a specialist to another specialist? That's a fucking class. You you can't tell me there's no classes. There's specialists now. You guys want to change vocabulary, well, right. but it means the same thing. Right. So if right? I'm a sniper, I'm a specialist sniper. I don't have to carry the sniper rifle anymore. Now I can carry you know whatever gun I want. So I have so the what, uh, I have the abilities of what the sniper right, what's has. What's the abilities? But I right. right right okay. So so l let's go down the road. Basically, so if I am a specialist. What are the perks that I'm going to have in that class well, that's going to be better than can, somebody else but not be OP? Right? What do I what's my benefit? Let me bring up But a, does it make me does it make me kingpin over somebody else? Let me bring up Battlefield real fast cuz they they have the specialists in their in their on their website and I can tell you a little bit about their um like I said, I'm always hopeful. It's been an extra year they had to work on this game, right? So I'm hopeful, but at the same time, there's more to the game than just making a team shooter. I, I'm not saying it has to be a military sim, right? But in my eyes, Battlefield should lean a little bit more to that side of the game than a COD side. That's all. All right, so one of the specialists, um, Mackie here, he's a ex-military guy. He's got a grappling hook, and he's nimble. Okay, so that's, that's one of... Uh, he runs faster. Yeah. Then you have Phallic, whatever her name is, Maria. She's a, a combat shot, a combat surgeon, and a, a a pistol specialist. Okay. Then I have Gustav here. Gustav has got a Sentry Operator and a SG thirty six Sentry System, so automatically spots and engages. So he's like. Um, Little little spotter, and then I think the last guy we have here, he is a sniper. Casper here. Casper's got a movement sensor and an OVP recon drone. So they have their their special, but again, now no one's gonna pick me up, right? No one's gonna pick me up. I can tell you already, right? There are no medics, right? No dedicated medics as far as I, I there is. There's a person with a syringe or whatever, right? 
But now you're going to see someone run past you just like the last couple of battlefields where now if you're a medic, no one's going to pick you up unless they're in your squad, right? There's no there's no reason to. They're just like, "Oh, you're fine. You could you could heal yourself or or whatever," right? It starts to it starts to take the gameplay of Battlefield and separate it from squad-based team helping to fuck you, it's solo, every man for themselves type of scenarios in certain in certain positions, right? Well, I always thought that it had to lean a little bit more towards the fact that it made you feel guilty or that you weren't doing your job if you were the medic and didn't pick somebody up. Like, at the top of the screen, when people are dying, you know, the flag ticks down, right? And if they have more flags than you, it ticks down by the difference in flags. So if they have five fla or three flags and you only have two, that only ticks down an extra one ticket every so often. But what needs to happen is that every so often in the game, however many medics are picking people up, it should add it back onto the number. It should show it. Right. Like people have been picked up in the last like three minutes or four minutes, people have been picked up. And so the number counts back up. Right. So you so know that you, the medics are doing right. their job. So that and also right. makes you push towards the area that you're, you're bombarding or whatever to get the guys dead. Right. Dead. Like yeah. Give yeah. people like a visual cue that the other team is doing their job better than you. Like if, if they're getting their tickets back more than we are, that means that they're, they're actually picking their fucking guys up. That was the whole point of the medic. If the guy died and respawned, you lost the ticket. If the, you died and he picked you up before the respawn, it didn't lose the ticket. That was the whole point of the medic, right? You, there needs to be there needs to be a reason to do the specific class, right? If I'm a medic, my job's to pick you up, right? The, they made listen, they made their own problem on top of over the years. Remember, the medic picked people up. He was the only one. Right. And then we were like, the medic doesn't pick anyone up. He doesn't care. Right. Right. So then the next two the next two battlefield games, everybody can pick up. Well, right. Everyone right. can revive us less health. Everybody can and, pick right. up. Yeah. Right. But then yeah. at the same time, nobody's picking you up because they're too busy doing what they're doing. Yeah. It, <laughs> Here here's the thing. I also think that they got rid of certain things because if I throw a, a med pack down or if I throw an ammo pack down, I got points. So someone could be the leader right. leader of the of the right. of the game by just throwing crates down. Now, obviously, if you get more crates, then you would get more XP. More XP, you level up faster. Maybe they don't want you to level well, up fast. The, well, there was the was it Battlefield Five or Four? It was definitely in Five. I'm not sure if it was in Four, but there was the there was the medic crate you put down. And everyone could get healed around the medic crate. Right, and then there was a right. It's the, Battlefield Five, yeah. you actually had to pick it up from that yes, crate. But yeah, yeah. In the older games, to make it a little bit more simple, so it wasn't a military sim. Right. You just you throw a medic pack down. Like if you if you took over a point, the ammo guy throws the ammo thing, the medic throws the medic thing. Everybody sits down, reloads, heals, and now waits for the push. That's what it was. Yeah. So right? I, I you take the point, set up a defense, wait for the guys to come. I think they might be doing this because they want to slow down the progression. Because again, the higher, the faster you go, the they want you to unlock things. They want you to slow you down to maybe purchase things. You see what I'm saying? I, I don't know this yet. This is me just speculation. But the way it is, I mean, people would just sit there with ammo crates and just sit behind someone, and just keep throwing crates or, or keep throwing packs down. Yeah, right? but they, but you didn't get that many points. You got a decent amount of points. You oh, got more on. points for a kill than you did for crates. Yeah, they, but they, I they I could, I, could, I could go. I could have one kill. And have the most points in the entire game because all I was doing was just healing people, reviving people, and that's all I was stabbing people with syringes, get them back up, sacrifice myself. I would that, have fifty two deaths. That was your that yeah. was your playstyle. Yeah, I would have so fifty two deaths and all I was doing was just buying all I was doing was reviving people. Bungie revealed their toaster is eighty five dollars and it looks like it's cheaply made. I mean, that's what I need. 
I don't I don't need more more content, Dupless. I need toasters made by Bungie, so because content's not coming anytime soon. So now I can have my toast while I wait for the uh, the Witch Queen to come out. Yeah. Oh, all toasters are cheaply made, Sark says. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm excited because of my nostalgia of Battlefield, but let's talk about $70 for the next-gen consoles, seven maps, no campaign, right? Chat, I'm putting it out there for you right now. Are you guys excited for Battlefield, first off, and are you going to pay $70 for the next-gen for seven maps, no campaign, or does campaign not matter to you guys? Right? Because they put a campaign in the past because they wanted value. And now they're like, we get our value because we're going to be charging microtransactions. They don't care on their side, right? So they raise it 10. And then they also put the, the, the battle pass and the season pass and, and whatever else. I mean, I don't know if I'm willing to pay $70. Like, two years ago when they told me not to buy, I mean, they said it. They said, don't buy our game. Right? Because I didn't want robot armed people in my game. And they told me, not to buy it. So I didn't buy it. So I waited just a couple of weeks. And it went from full price, $60, to $20. And I bought Sarge and me, both of us the game, for $40 total. Okay, so I'm thinking I could do the same thing this time. But we really need people to do their part. By not buying the game when it comes out on day one. Okay, don't pre-order. Don't buy it on day one. Don't buy it week one. And wait till it goes on sale. And then we all buy it for half off. I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a, good, a, a good game plan, right? I think, I think that's a good game plan. It's 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 got so it's so many questions for this kind of game. So many questions. <clears throat> Literally three weeks, Viking. Three weeks after it came out last time, Battlefield Five, it went on sale. Three weeks, it went on sale. It went down twenty dollars off. Then about five weeks in, it went down to to half off. And I was like, well, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Well, that's big. That's because they they officially virtue singled hard. They didn't virtue signal on this one. This one was straight military stuff. I don't. I don't think you're gonna get the same, the same outcome this time. No, the hype train is real. The hype yeah. train is real, and people are gonna go yeah. out and pre-order it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. uh, does the uh, 60 version support 4K 60? Um, what do you mean the 60? The 60 version for the old console. The the 60 dollar one's only for the old 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 one. So I don't know if the 64 player. I. I don't think so. I think it would only be 30 on the old systems. I don't even think the old systems do 60 frames. Okay, well, here's here's the other issue that I have with the whole two versions, okay? So, once again, I understand it's about the money, but let's be honest about it. If I made Battlefield and I only made it for the new-gen systems, okay? If I only made it for the new-gen systems, and it was popular. Now I'm saying awesome, just popular. It gives people a reason to actively pursue getting another system, wanting to get the other system because they really want to play that game. It pushes sales of hardware. It's been done in the past. Right. The way that the companies are acting now is they're acting like they're never going to see that money. So we have to put it on as many platforms as possible because we have to get that money now, right now. Right. Not like if, if I made a game for a new system, only the new system, and I just left it at the same price, eventually I'm going to get those people, right? Eventually I'm going to get them because they're going to come over. I don't have to change the price of the game. It stays at $60. Every time someone goes over and gets a new system, they're going to go get the Battlefield game, and I get them for $60. It doesn't mean that you have to lower the price no, after want, three they weeks. They want it now and all of but it. But they yeah. want it now. Yeah. Like Grand Theft Auto never lowered the price of their game. Barely. In, in yeah. the seven years that it ever happened, yeah. there was a very few instances very where the game was actually on sale. On sale yeah. Yeah. Right? 
So it's not like they have to. They have to make it for that for all systems across the board. It's a factor of they're concerned about their investors now, not about the gamers. Because remember, when a game came out for the new system, that was it. There was no arguments that oh, there's too many people that have the old system, so they can't like they can't let it. They can't just release it for the new system. This conversation didn't happen. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, we didn't have this kind of conversation. When a game came out and it was only for the new system, everyone was like, okay, that's that's the line. I have to get another system to play this game. That's it. Now everyone talks about, there's no way they can make any money. if They, they have to release it for all systems because of the coup or yeah. because of whatever reason you want to make up. And that's a bullshit line. It's bullshit. Right? They can make the money on that game regardless. They just leave it open. And every time someone buys a new system, they're going like, well, what's a new what's a new gen title? What's a new gen title? Oh, well, Battlefield's a new gen title. Right, right. Done deal. Right? Now we play this ambiguity. We, we, we do all say ambiguity. Uh, there are no games for the new system, but you have to get one because of 4K60. Right. Or, 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 that, that's, that's the whole, that's your advertising now, right? You don't have to get this. There's no new system games, but 4K60, bro. 4K60. 4K60. Did I say it enough? 4K60. But the game's not made for the system. Yeah, we don't we don't know though if it's if it's uh if it's 4K 60, but we'll see. I, Smash, yeah. I got it, man. But just because just because the new system came out, when new systems come out, it takes a while for people to swap over. It's not like it happens immediately. It's not like the first month a system comes out, everybody and their mother gets a system. It yeah. happens in waves. Yeah, it, the, the crazy people get it first. Twenty percent of the population. The next group of people yeah. get it for 20, Christmas. Twenty percent of the population the, get it that when it first comes. Yeah, out. Like, the numbers. The numbers are, are are lower. Sure, they're lower, but it's not because of the fact that because of the coup, we're not going to make our money. It's the fact that they have to make their money immediately. It's not because. They're trying to push along the new gen system because they know as well as we do at this point that there are no new gen titles. Right. Period. Right. Right. Just because you put 128 people inside the system doesn't make it a new gen title. No, this is not a new gen title because it's on the old system. So once they drop the old system, then then it's, well, a, it's, true, about, it's, it's a true. Listen, it's not about it's not about dropping. You can't look at it in, in, in the negative light. It's not about dropping a game from the new system or from the old system. It's about I made this game for no, the new system. That's what I mean. What welcome, I'm, what I'm, what I'm talking welcome about. Welcome to the new gen. Yes, the next welcome Battlefield, the Battlefield 2072, whenever it comes out, that'll be the true next gen console game, not this one because it was made for both systems, right? Perfect segue. People in chat are talking about it, right? So both, both, um, uh, what's it called? Demon Souls and Godfall. Okay, which PlayStation? We talked about this a little bit last week. These are two other games now that are coming up back on to the PlayStation 4. Now they told you, uh, Demon Souls was only coming out. The remake was only coming out for PlayStation 5 exclusive, and that was to sell the, the systems. And same with Godfall, PlayStation 5 at launch, uh, which they didn't lie. It came out at launch. It was for PlayStation 5 only. But now, here it is. It's coming out for the PlayStation 4, and so is Demon Souls remake PlayStation 4, um, which. I don't know if I was if I was a PlayStation, not that you're your own choice and you can choose if you want to buy a new system or not. OK, but if I'm sitting here going, oh, man, I really want to play those games and they're only coming out for the PlayStation 5. OK, I guess I'll try to get a PlayStation 5. Right. And now you get a PlayStation 5 and then you find out that all the games that you just bought for PlayStation 5, you could have saved money and you could have bought all of those on PlayStation 4. 
I would be a little salty about it, right? I mean, because technically you don't need a new system for two to three years because there are no new new games coming out besides Ratchet and Clank, which is an official PlayStation 5 exclusive because of the technology used with the SSD and the way the, the game runs. But everything else that they've come out with for PlayStation 5 is now coming into PlayStation 4. Even for Horizon Forbidden West, God, Ragnarok, Miles Morales, all of them, all of them are all coming out for PlayStation 4. And I feel like that's a, you know, it's a, it's a quick swap where they're like, you only can play them on PlayStation 5. And then you get to PlayStation 5 and they're like, well, now you can play them on PlayStation 4. And you're like, mother, you know what I mean? Like you, you lied to me. You lied to me. And I feel like there's a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, I'm, I still have my PlayStation 4. So now I get to play these games and I'm happy because I, I wasn't a sucker to buy a PlayStation 5 this early. You know what I mean? I'm a sucker that bought Xbox early. Okay. Waiting for it. But at least, at least there's the upgraded stuff that's happening and I'm not dishing out $60 for each game that comes out. Right. I'm, I'm dishing out 15 bucks a month for, <clears throat> for the updated games uh, of the thing. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's a horrible idea. What I'm saying is there was always a defining moment when they were ready to just say, we spent the last five years developing this game. We want it to be for the new system, right? You're going to get your money for that game. You're going to get the money for it. You're just not going to get it all at once right now, right? The cycle of development ensures that they're only going to make maybe one game, maybe one game for the gen system that it's currently on by their words alone. Because the company's words are, well, a generation should only last seven or eight years. Max right, right. is what they said. How long did 360 for, the 360 go for, guys? How long did the PlayStation 3 go, guys? Hmm? It wasn't six, seven years. I got news for you. It was 11. Okay? So people had plenty of time to figure out the system, make the game good for the system that it was on. They had plenty of time. Now you have this artificial finish line that says... After seven years, we're dumping it and we're moving on. Like, why? What does it matter? Like, make the game the best that it can be for the system that you've created. Stop holding it back because you're trying to sell more, even though you know eventually you're going to sell that product anyway. They're gonna, you're going to buy it because that's the whole reason why anyone gets a new system. Right. When I bought a new system, I walked in and said, what are the new games for the system? Right? I bought the system, and I bought a couple games for the new system because they're on the new system. That's why I got the damn thing. Now we're going to play this retroactive shit there. Well, we don't we don't want to leave anyone behind right, or well, separate populations well, or whatever you want to say. Duplass even brought it up in chat. Jim Ryan said that, no, Sony believes in the console generation, right? Telling you, like, look, I'm the CEO. I'm telling you that we want to progress people moving to the PlayStation 5, and then they go back on their word. It, it seems a little dirty. Phil never said this. He's like, no, nah, you can play it wherever you want. You can play it on the old system. You can play it on the old, old system. You can play it on this system. You can play it on PC. You can play it on your phone. You can play it on your tablet. You can play it in the bathroom. You can play it on your, 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 your smart refrigerator. He doesn't but care. The reasons, but the reasons have to be concrete. I'm getting a new system. Why? 4K60. Guaranteed. Every FPS shooter, 4K60. Guaranteed. Like, that's got to be a precedent that you set. That's the reason why I'm getting it. Right. Is it more pretty than the last one? They sell pretty every generation, guys. They sell it every generation. Oh, it's pretty. It's prettier. Look how pretty it looks. I get it. Yeah. Okay? It's pretty. I get it. But what's the hardware doing? 
right? Am I getting 60 frames? Am I getting uh, ray tracing? Is it is it glitching or jumping? Or what's the reason why I'm getting it? You make a game to fit the system that you made. That's how it should be. It shouldn't be this holdback crap. Right. Well, Brandon, great segue because Flight Sim, okay, when they first announced Flight Sim, when we first saw it like two years ago, like 2018, whatever, I mean, you looked at the, the, I was like, there's no way that's coming out for this system, which is before we knew about the new systems, okay? I was like, there's no way it's coming out for the old systems. And I said, I don't think it'll barely run on the new systems, right? You could have a high-end PC with a 3090, okay? And it would still struggle on what Microsoft Flight Sim is doing now. They are coming out with Microsoft Flight Sim next month. But they said that it's only running at 30 frames per second. Now, people are pushing back on this a little bit. And I'm ecstatic that they can even take a game like that and bring it to console, right? Like, I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's not what we thought it was going to be. Well, I never thought it was going to be what it was, right? But I was like, at least the flight sim, because I love, look, those of you know that I play American Truck Simulator, Euro Truck Simulator. Those simulator games never come to console because they're really... They, they push they push the next level of consoles. There's no way they can do it, right? There's a trucking game on there thing called Truck Driver, which is nowhere near the scope and size and stuff of American Truck Simulator. Well, if you guys remember old flight, you know, Microsoft Flight Simulator from 15, 20 years ago, that would struggle on current systems right now the way it was. You know what I mean? And now they're finally bringing this over. And I'm like, hey, well, like Plane X was a pretty good one, right? Plane X was actually a pretty good one. So I'm actually surprised that it's actually coming at all to the new systems on Xbox at 30 frames. Now, we'll see if it's a solid 30 frames, but 30 frames is better than nothing, right? Like, it's either not coming to the console at all or you get the 30 frames, right? Um, so I don't know. Well, I'm not really pushing back on it. I'm just happy that it's here. And again, I'm not paying full price for it. I would be a little pissed if I was paying $70 for F Microsoft Flight Sim and I wasn't getting 60 frames. But if it's a free-to-play game, because it's on Game Pass, obviously it's not free-to-play. But if you're paying 15 bucks a month and you want to try it out, here you go, right? There's there's the flight sim that if you don't own a computer, now you can get into the flight sim uh, area. And, of course, they have peripherals for it. Does it suck that it's only 30 frames per second? Sure. But the majority of the population, majority of the population that has never played a flight sim that gets their hands on this now that opens their eyes completely to, wow, this is actually pretty good because they don't have a high PC, a high-end PC. They're not going to tell the difference between 60 and 30 regardless, right? Because they don't, because they don't know yet. Exactly. But we all, but we all know that, that the population of people who play flight sims are playing on a full-deck rig on PC right. with their flight sticks and flight chairs and the whole thing because they love flight sims. Right. Those are the season ticket holders. The console port looks amazing because of today's chips and graphics might get some of those people to be like, oh, I really like Flight Sims. Let me try it the real way. Right. Let's go over to the PC world. That's how people shift over, right? They realize how it looks here, and it can be better over here. Maybe I get really into it. Maybe right. I start spending money on PC rig. Right. That's how it works. Well, this is, this is another thing, right? It's another gateway game that's on Game Pass. It's got a lot of microtransactions in it. Microsoft Flight Sim has a lot of microtransactions in it. You're paying 15 bucks. You get to fly the plane. You're like, oh, I want to upgrade this. I want I want my plane to look like this. I want my plane to look like that. That's another that's another microtransaction gateway to get in there, right? And that's Microsoft's and Game Pass's plan. Put a bunch of games out there, right? 
put them for a nice low price because you're paying for Game Pass. But inside inside the games, there's microtransactions dabbled in with all the stuff, right? If it's sure. if it's Battle Pass, if it's expansion packs, it's wh whatever it is. Uh, those flight sim guys take it extremely serious. Reese, the, uh, yeah. the the flight sim game, you could actually earn your pilot's license by playing yeah. their their flight. Like I know of a buddy of mine that literally learned how to fly a plane and got his license through putting a bunch of hours, thousands of hours inside of the actual Microsoft flight sim, right? And X-Plane does the same. So you could actually get your pilot's license through the actual uh, uh, thing because it's, it, it's that real. It's that real. Um. Let me see the flight stick. I'm buying a wireless uh, steering wheel for Forza. Yeah, the peripherals. Uh, now I'm in. Well, there you go. There you go. I, I I would be really nice if they actually put a helicopter inside a flight sim. Um, I don't think there's any plans for it right now, but they are putting a Top Gun. Like that would that would be. Listen, if they're gonna put Maverick Top Gun as a DLC, helicopter is definitely gonna be a DLC later on. I hope so. I hope so. Absolutely. And Absolutely. They can team up with like uh, the makers of Airwolf. Or Blue Thunder and put that in there. Come on, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. So, yeah. Um, sticking with Microsoft, uh, Everwild, right? Everwild, uh, those of you that don't know what Everwild is, it is a, a game that came out or didn't come out, but they announced, I believe, in like 2018 uh, or 2019 show. Uh, yeah, 2019, they, they showed it. We didn't know much about it. Uh, but the original IP was notable absence from the Xbox Bethesda showcase on Sunday, especially considering Rare debuted a new trailer for the uh, for their for their new uh, Sea of Thieves expansion. OK, according to the publishing source, it could be a while before the fans receive any significant update title for this no longer before its release. OK, VGC understands this is what the article is from VGC understands that last year's departure of creative director Simon Woodruff uh, first reported by us. It says led completed over led to a complete overhaul of the game's design and direction as well. Significant changes to the senior leadership. According to people with the, with the knowledge of Everwild's development, the game design is, has essentially been restarted from scratch, which means it will likely be several more years uh, before its release. Uh, the comments made by the journalist Jeff Grubb in a video show this weekend uh, in which he said that he heard Everwild development was taking longer than expected. We were told by Everwild's development team is now optim optimistically targeting 2024 release as the Rare's most senior creative employee designer, Greg Malice, uh, has been brought into the lead to do the reboot. Malice is also arguably the most decorated designer in Rare's history, aside from founding uh, Stamper Brothers uh, since 1989. Malice has led designs on some of the studio's biggest hits, including Donkey Kong Country, uh, Banjo-Kazooie, Vita Piñata, and Sea of Thieves. Everwild's executive producer, uh, Lewis O'Connor, confirmed that Malice's point, uh, appointment is response to the advanced copies of the story. He says the team behind Everwild continue to shape a truly magic, uh, magical experience and remain focused on the existence about creating a new game centered around the truly unique new world, he said. Now, the reason they're redoing everything is that apparently there was no combat at all. And they had to rework everything because it, it wasn't it wasn't taking off like they thought it would right they were trying to make a nice little like peaceful game but they they're looking into making other now i'm not saying they're putting combat in but they're what they were doing it just seemed like the game was kind of flat so basically they're just rebooting it and now here you are we have another three years so it'll be five years in the making but they also reboot it so really you have three years in the making so which is fine because it's a first party title it's coming on game pass okay Meaning, even if it comes out on Game Pass and they only worked on it for two years, it could be a, a preview program like Grounded, right? Which is a game that they're, they're constantly working on. 
Uh, even Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves Rare right now is a, is a, proven, a proven factor that it works. Where when Sea of Thieves came out, I played it for two years in testing. It launched with a bare-boned campaign, no, no stories whatsoever, three factions, that was it. It was like Grindfest for just three things. Now you turn on Sea of Thieves and you're like, holy Christ, it's such a great game. Well, it was two years in, in, in alpha testing, then it launched, and it's been two years since then. So three to five years, you have a good game. And right now, Sea of Thieves is hitting their stride of... If it launched today, you're like, holy shit, this is a game, right? So that's where Everwild is right now. It's in a it's in a brand new cycle. They have to redo it. So you won't be seeing anything of that minimum till 2024. Um, but that's that's uh that's the new MO, right? That's the new motto of um of video game development companies, especially first party titles, I would assume, uh, for Microsoft. Um here's a story talking about the uh, China console gaming market projected approached 2.5 billion by 2025. Um, a research firm released China's console market uh, gaming market report, which found the gray market legal spending on console hardware and software could total 2.46 billion by 2025. Given the firm 2020 uh, assessment, 1.84 billion for the console market in China, that works out to about five-year co compound annual growth of 5.9%. The audience of the console gamers expected to grow even faster, jumping from 13.2 million last year to 23.9 million in 2025. That's insane. That's an insane amount of growth, by the way. Uh, the increased spending through 2025 will pre primarily be driven by ongoing sales of Nintendo Switch, new console cycle, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series uh, XS, increase the demand of high-end games from China gamers, um, said the founder of President Lisa Hansen. Other areas of growth, opportunities in console gaming include subscriptions, free-to-play, and cloud gaming subscriptions are set to benefit console platform holders, and the most while free-to-play and cloud gaming will benefit game developers. While China's console market is growing, it also remained relatively small part of the country's overall gaming market. Nico believes that console gaming accounted for 4.1% of China's entire gaming spend last year, and the figure set to rise from to 4.3 by 20. 4.3% is a very small percentage, right? They're all about the they're all about they're the all mobile mobile and PC. Yeah, mobile yeah. and PC. So mobile and PC, yeah. So total console hardware and software revenue in 2020 was um was uh And so and so what happens what happens if China's gaming community grows that fast that quick? Like like in over that period of time. Like you think it's a chip shortage now? What what what, right. what happens right. when, what happens when they all want a game system and they're right. all trying to buy game systems, right? You're talking about a, an increase an increase by tenfold in, in in a year or two, right? And by the way, they talked about the factories that make the chips, and the factories that make the chips are so high tech and so expensive. It's somewhere I think in the neighborhood of like like seven or eight billion dollars to open a new chip factory. Right. Right, and it takes years. It takes nine, so even if they, nine month waiting even if list they, just to, to even, get your chips even going. Even if they started the, the plans to making a new chip factory now, right? My guess is China's gonna be like, well, if this many people are gonna be buying games and stuff, we need chips. I guarantee you, they open up their own chip, their own chip factory. Well, there is a, not, there's three there's three chip factories in the world, but it takes there's a nine month waiting list just yeah. just to get your chips produced. Yes. and then and then they're maxed out. out. Yeah, they're, they they're are maxed, maxed out. out. Yeah, they can't they're make them out. fast enough. Yeah. So it goes from 2020 to 13.24, 2021 was 15.41, and then in 2025, 23.92 million gamers. Um, 
That's insane. Listen, That's listen. Insane. Just understand this. Yes, people drop off. People drop off. They don't play video games anymore. They're raising a family. They got a real job. That kind of shit. But, but, as time goes on, the best form of entertainment is going to be a video game of some type, either virtual or alternate reality, virtual reality, or standard video game playing. And everybody who's born and moving into this bracket is going to stay into this bracket longer and longer. So don't think for a moment that we're not going to get every fucking company in the world trying to do something with video games on some level. Right, right. Because that's where we're headed. Yeah, no, Weezy, we know that because we, we read the uh, article a couple months ago about because uh, we were talking about Microsoft and PC users and how Microsoft's trying to get into the, the China market and how many gamers are over there, right? There's 300, yeah, there's 300 million gamers over there. This is just consoles that they're going to jump from 13 million to 23 million, which is almost double just for consoles, right? But that's why Microsoft, and this is why I said Microsoft's not even in the same playing field as Sony because they're going for the mobile market. Okay, and if they get that Game Pass app on the cell phones and the browsers and the smart TVs and whatever else, they go from selling 700, you know, or I'm sorry, yeah, 700,000 units or a million units, or I'm sorry, 100 million units to now selling a billion units of, of, of something through a microtransaction yeah, through something. Listen, yeah, the, the, the new Windows has already been rumored. Windows 11 has already been rumored. Microsoft is going to, their gaming division of Microsoft is going to explode over the next 10 years. So for those of you who are smart people, start buying Microsoft stock now. Yeah. Uh, right. For those of you, for those, I, I am not a financial advisor. All right. I've just been alive long enough to see three or four companies do the same shit over the period of 25 years. Right. If you're in a position to buy some stock, those of you who are smart enough to understand this, if Windows 11 is coming out, and the gaming market's going to explode over the next 10 years, then I suggest you buy some Microsoft stock. Yeah. No financial advice here. He's not, a, he's not an no, advisor. No, no, I am no. not a financial advisor. Yeah. Um, those chips, just to let you guys know, so, like, you guys know Polaris, right? Polaris, they make, the like, the farming vehicles and sport vehicles and stuff like that. Right now, there's usually, there's usually like, tons of Polaris's on the, on the, to sell. Well, they use the same chips as the consoles and stuff. So right now there's a year and a half waiting list. So if I order a Polaris today and we have a farm and we're actually waiting for a Polaris, right? So if I order today, I will not be getting it until the end of 2022 because of the chips that they use inside the computer systems and stuff of the thing. So it's not just consoles that are, uh, right. They're, they're, it's not just consoles that are being affected by this. It's, it's, it's a global thing for multiple things, for multiple yeah, things. Because there's so many computer chips inside the cars now, all the automobiles. Yeah. yeah and recreation. Yeah. 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 So <clears throat> there's, there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot going on with the, it's not just, Oh, I can't get a console. Yeah. That's, there's a lot, there's a lot of things. Yeah. Tesla and PlayStation five equivalent gaming systems in smart cars. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, of systems, uh, Sarge, did you know your your did you pick up your new gaming system? And I'm talking about the the Atari VCS. Did you did you pick this up yet? It's out. It's out. The new Atari system is out. Sarge, did you go did you go to Best Buy and pick it up? It's 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 amazing. <laughs> the, the, well, first of all, I, I, no, there was no there was no E3 talk about anything from the Atari VCS. So if you guys aren't going to talk about your fucking games, I don't want to talk about your system. Yeah. So the Atari VCS retro console gets its long-awaited re, uh, release date or release. It's out. It's out now on its own site. 
and Best Buy and Micro Center. It's also having other listings. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. When it goes down to the bargain basement bin for fifty bucks, I'll pick one up. Can you, can you imagine? It originally got teased in 2017. I remember doing the story, and I thought it was fake. I remember doing the story, and I thought it was fake. And then we did the story about the Atari Hotel. Remember the Atari Hotel that was opening up as well in, Listen, in Las the Vegas? Atari, and... The Atari VCS is about as real as the Soja Boys game console. That's, <laughs> where, it, that's where it is. <laughs> right, so... It, it got teased in, in 2017. The Atari box, the project emerged the following year as Atari VCS. The Atari's running uh, Indiegogo campaign was funded and developed in 2018. Originally, the console had been due to ship in mid-2019, but reportedly into a series of development difficulties. No. Right? Uh, culminating in the project's lead architect quick, uh, quitting. No. Right? So the device has also been released. Technically, does the Atari pro uh, promised, but the reviews have been pretty... Uh, you know, pretty mediocre, basically. The console is built in selection of 100 Atari games, 18 from the arcade, and 82 from the Atari 2600 console. Uh, might be emulated perfectly, but many of them are so incredibly basic that they really don't hold up to the mildest scrutiny of 2021. There's also no app store where you can buy a, mod uh, a modern game but pickings are slim and lacking in exclusives. The console technically also wor uh, works as a streaming box for services like Netflix, Disney+, Plus. but the VGC notes that these are just glorified Chrome uh, bookmarks rather than a native app. At least its promised desktop mode actually works, allowing you to install Windows or Linux or Chrome OS and use the machine like a, a mildest spec but cool-looking desktop PC. Uh, tell, tell me, tell me what the business plan was for that. Tell me what the business plan. Tell me the business plan for that for that system, and tell me what bank gave them a loan. Well, I want to know. It's it's a I fucking. Know, I got I got a loan. I need too. I want the same bank that they went to. Just just like Halo making Halo and Battlefield making Battlefield. It's all about nostalgic, right? Nostalgia. Like people look at this and go, oh man, I remember that. Oh, that's cool. I remember the Atari. Oh, yeah, I the can't whales, wait. the I whales can't... who don't know the yeah. value of a dollar are gonna yeah. buy Atari again. Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. that's that's Come it. On, that's it. It's uh, so it's it's got eight uh, eight paired with eight gigs of RAM. It's got an R sixteen oh six G system on a chip paired with eight gigs of RAM, thirty two gigabytes of storage, both upgradable. Ooh, and they're both the USB three point one ports on the front and two on the rear, along with internet HDMI two point ports. Other words, don't expect the machine to reveal the Xbox Series S despite the similar $300 price tag. Remember, it was it was a lot more. Uh, successfully, it probably could... Uh, it was 800 Yeah, uh, drops upwards of 300 The Atari VCS or $400 of the Walnut version for, for the... See, that's just it. They're, they're, they're basing it on the old model of, oh, did you like Atari when you were a kid? Right? I don't think we pay... I don't think our parents paid $400 for... For the original Atari, for the shitty games that were on that, I'd have to ask. I'd have to ask. I think it was two fifty. No, no, it was expensive. Was it? The Atari, the Atari was expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, you got to figure it out. If a game was, if a game was seventy dollars, what the hell was the system? Well, sometimes back then they they try to give you because the games were. The, remember, Atari made all their games. They had a lot of first party titles. So they would give the system. They would give a system to a lower price because they were making money yeah, off the game. That was the beginning. That was the beginning of it, man. I, I, I'm trying to think. Viking what, I saying originally 300. Was. Yeah, I thought it was like 250. I, that's what I remember. Obviously, I don't remember when I was three years old. Three years old when it was the price. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I remember the, the value I remember, of money. Yeah, I remember the actual like after the fact. Like it was like 300. I think the Atari was 800 on today's money. But that that doesn't. 300. Maybe maybe 300 sounds about right. I'd have to ask. I'd have to ask. So no, but they were actually charging eight hundred dollars 
for this Krebsy when they were their they were first time. But this is just ridiculous, right? This is just ridiculous. The Atari is just absolutely ridiculous. It's it's all like 18 from the arcade and 82 from the Atari 2600 consoles. So they're just it's just a hundred games of shit. It's a hundred games of just absolute shit. I'd rather give $15 to Microsoft for Game Pass for updated games than give full price and then get 100 shitty games from Atari 2600. I, I told you, when I see the Atari... Put a game a with two games. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, and when I see the Atari on a discount bin for like 50 bucks or something, I might get it just for I, just to put it in the closet to be for the history part of it. I mean, we still I mean, have I the Atari. Still, we, st yeah, we still we have, have the Atari. We have, have three. three. We have three of them. Yeah, yeah. We have three of them. Yeah. We've got two wood ones, and then the smaller version one. Yeah, all black, right? The all black one? I'm not sure if it's the all black one. I have to look. But I know we have two of the old, the wood ones, the wood, with the fucking wood on yeah, it. The yeah. wood? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like like wood. Fucking wood. Yeah. Not, it's not, fucking not, made of wood. Not fake wood. Wood. Not, like, not, not, your, not fake wood. Yeah. It's fucking wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got, the, you got the wood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I think it's just funny. Another, another with with, with the snake ridges, oil, snake that, oil that, salesman, that platform. Man. That's where you used to put our cokes. Yeah, you used like to put right on the. Yeah, you used to put your drinks on the system, on the Atari, on like on the, the ridges. Atari. You would put and, it and on top of chip, it. All the potato yes. chip crumbs that get into the crevices. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was the '70s look back then, and, and it was plugged into a a Sony Betamax all-in-one inclusive unit that weighed like 1,200 pounds. That six full-grown men had to move in, and and all of them had broken backs afterwards. It was all included with the with the Betamax player. That and was the speakers. a cool. That was a cool TV. That was, that was a, a Zenith. Cool, yeah. We had a Zenith. No, that was a Sony. Or no, it's RCA. No, it was RCA. No, not that. Not 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 the wood TV. I'm uh, talking uh, about the combo one that was in the family room up upstairs. That was a Zenith. No, that was that was grandma's old TV. That old big wood box. The one where you pushed it and the uh, the speaker opened up and you had the Betamax TV. No, yeah, that I'm, was I'm that was up. Zenith. Yeah, no, I'm gonna look. that was a Zenith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. I could have sworn. I don't think that was a Sony. I think that was, was a Zenith. I'm gonna look it up real fast. Uh, you Sony. Think you're gonna find a TV from back then. Yes. You're gonna pull it up. Sony TV. They got pictures of it. Yeah. Come uh, on. Man. Yeah, I'm gonna find it right real fast. Sony TV is 1979. I know it had a wood had a wood trim on the bottom. It had a little secret passage door on the yeah, bottom. Yeah, secret pass. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That was Zenith. Hold on, Sony, 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 uh, had a Betamax built yeah, in. Betamax the built TV in. Was, yeah, the had TV a record. was on the left hand I found side. It. I found it. Yep, it's a vintage Betamax VCR. It's a Sony. It was one hundred percent a Sony. Look at me. Look at the. Look at. Show, show me the picture. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I'm, if it's I'm, the right I'm, one. I'm, I'm just, I know it's the right one, Sarge. I don't. I don't need you to verify anything. Okay? I don't know. You've been hitting the head. You've been hitting no, the head a lot, no, bro. This, I'm not sure this is it right here, my friend. This is it right here. 100%. That's the TV me, we had. Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. That's the Sony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. 100%. That, Take it that back. Fucking monster. Head, head injuries that and all with all monster. my concussions. I remember that fucking thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's it. I used to play I used to play with the 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 knobs and switches. Like there's that little compartment like right here. You would flip this down. It would have like six little I would pretend this was a spaceship, and I'd be like, click, 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 click. All right, Captain, we're ready to go. And then, and this, to, and this little compartment used, down here would open up, and that's where you stored your 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 Betamax tapes. Yeah, but, but we used to we used to build a fort a fort 
a pillow fort around the screen and play the games inside the That's pillow right. fort. Like That's if we were right. playing like a tank game, yep. the tank game or the or the or the plane simulator. Yeah, there it is. The yeah, knobs, yeah. the knobs. That's it. And those yeah. little switches, yep. TV, the TV source and camera. Remember? Oh God, you, yeah. Look at that. It's man. It brings back memories. <laughs> I can Incredible. smell the. Yours was portable. Uh, I, Doubtful. I, I can smell the the oldness off of this picture. I can smell it like it's sitting in my room right now. <laughs> I can't believe like, what, was the, what, was the size, what was the size? What was the size of that TV? Like sixteen inches? It was like it was ridiculous. Oh, right? I, I can tell you. It, it says it. In, I think it says it in here. I forget what it was. That's Let's hilarious. See. Yeah, it's from nineteen seventy-five. Yeah. Uh, it cost two thousand two hundred ninety-five dollars back in the day. Yeah. Now, now a 19, seventy-five inch, nineteen-inch color TV. Ni right, nineteen inches. Nineteen inches. Now, now yeah. for now for three hundred dollars, I can get a seventy-five-inch flat screen. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. The the forty-two inch mounted on the wall. The forty-two inch I have in front of me right now is two seventy-nine, not two thousand seven hundred ninety dollars. Two hundred and seventy-nine dollars. Forty-two inches. Yeah, three right here. Yeah, three hundred dollars. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. This is what. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's madness. Man, it. It's man, I found that pretty fast. Look at the internet, man. That's crazy. <laughs> who's taking Who's taking pictures of shit from 1979 and making a collage this, on some website this, somewhere? This guy actually repairs them, and he he, <laughs> he repairs them. He repairs them and, and restores them. Yeah, he, okay. he repairs and restores them. It looks. Brand, he must be real busy. He it's he a must brand be real new. Busy. It's amazing the way it looks. Yeah, he must be real busy. Speaking of things that are dead. Uh, Stadia, we had a, we had an E3, we had an E3 where gaming companies come from around the world to to tell you what games to buy and play. And Stadia, Stadia didn't, didn't say a goddamn thing. Yeah, Stadia, where where are you, Stadia? Where they didn't they didn't sign they, uh -oh. they didn't say about any more games that uh -oh. they signed up for. Have, no, oh, Abe's calling. Abe's calling. Abe, Abe, what's yeah. going on, Abe? Mm. Yes. Yes, Stadia is dead. Yes, I, I believe Stadia is dead. Abe wants to know if he could take Stadia and just take it with him. Like, he says it's dead. Like, no one's playing anything on Stadia. I not, mean, I'm sure not, showing up, not showing up at E3 is, is, is a dead sign. Well, maybe they're going to have their own conference, bro. Maybe Stadia is going to have their own conference. <laughs> don't die old uncle abe uh, i'm sorry to tell you uh -huh. dmac uh, abe, abe is dead i don't know if you knew that abe vagoda is dead yeah he's he's we have a direct line to him though he calls in every time there's something dead he he gives us he gives us he gives us the stuff he gives us the answer yeah, he, he's the quintessential that whatever we're talking about is fucking dead that's that's <laughs> that's what abe is here for yeah yeah stadia i want to know is anyone in chat is anyone in chat playing stadia right now and you're I don't and, think you're admit it and you're having the the time of your life right like dirty dancing dirty dancing's music's playing in the background as you're playing it you're holding the system up in the air you're you're having a ball with stadia like is anybody is anybody having a good time with that what's stadia it's a disease i think i i don't i don't know it might be uh yeah, so Abe, I think the chat's the chat's telling you you could take it. You could take Stadia, and I don't think we ever have to talk about it again unless Stadia 2 comes out. I think Stadia 2 might be coming out and back and meaner than ever. Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be promoted by Soja Boy. That'll be <laughs> yeah. Stadia will come back out. Stadia. Oh man, that that's a 
Listen, it's it, the, the the funny part about Stadia is, and this is the facts. The facts are that Stadia came out too early. Gaming is going to do what Stadia wants to do. Stadia just came out too early, had a shitty business model, and it didn't want to recover. That's it. Yeah. Otherwise, in the next five to ten years, that's it. That's gaming. That's going to be gaming. Wouldn't it be sad if if the player base on Stadia right now is higher for Marvel Avengers on the Stadia than it is on PC? Would, wouldn't that be something? Man, I wish you could look up the stats of Stadia to see how many people are playing Marvel Avengers right now on Stadia. Because that, that would be a priceless to know. What's more, Stadia or PC? Yeah, so Stadia, nowhere to be found, right? Now, I've said this in the past. Google has money, and someone said it in chat. Google has money to spend, right? DMAX is it, right? Has money to waste. I don't think they're done. I don't think they're done. I think that Stadia was the opportunity for them to see what Microsoft basically did in the early 2000s. They paid a lot of money, okay? I remember Bill Gates was not happy about having the Xbox. He did not want a console because uh, he's not a he's not a he's not a console or he didn't want a system. He didn't want to build anything. He wanted software. He was really upset about the Xbox getting in, but they told him that the gaming and whoever that guy should get a raise. He's probably dead now, but. Uh, the person that was running the company back then, pardon me, I don't know who, running Xbox at the time, was like, this is the future, right? And Xbox and Microsoft paid their way in by buying exclusives and stuff, right? Uh, getting getting companies to start, bringing in Bungie to make their real-time shooter, real-time strategy game, into a first-person shooter game, which is Halo, okay? Um, basically, Stadia is what Microsoft is, right? Stadia spent money to get their get their system inside to see what what is it going to take to break into the market, right? They see what everybody else is doing and now they just sit back and go, "Okay, Microsoft's doing this, Amazon's doing this, Sony's doing this. What can we do?" They can come out with Stadia 2, they can come out with another obscured name or whatever it is, and they tell you back and better than ever, right? And all of a sudden we're looking at the at the landscape 5 years from now, 10 years from now, and we could be saying Man, I can't wait to get that Stadia, that right? That Stadia Two, it looks really good. You, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not it's not far fetched because Google has a shit ton of money, and Microsoft said their biggest competitors are Amazon and Google. They didn't say Sony because they know the infrastructure of what Amazon has, and they know the infrastructure of what Google has, and they know where the future of gaming is going, and that's streaming, the streaming service, right? So Stadia, right now, we all laugh at it. And they might go away and they might not come back. It might be the Google Glass or whatever. But at the same time, they can come out with another system two years from now, three years from now, and just blow us away, right? Because it's not a system at all. You open up Google web browser and boom, you can play any game you want. You, you know what I'm saying? Straight from nope. the, straight from Google, you know? So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I just thought it was very strange that Stadia didn't come at all with nothing. Nothing. They could have said we have a first, we have our first first party title, or something. We got nothing. nothing. We got ten, we got we got fifteen new games coming in before the end of the year. Yeah, something, but nothing, nothing. So I find it I find it a little odd, and I kind of think they just kind of swept it like eh, out of sight, out of mind. No one's no one's really going to talk about it. So actually, actually, I believe that a lot of the game companies for this E three could have did the same thing Stadia did, which is say nothing because you showed nothing, you talked about nothing, and you just had floating heads for 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 forty five right. minutes. 
So uh, you guys should have did all what Stady did is just say nothing. Right, right, right. That's basically all E3 was. Uh, DMAC, if you didn't know, Amazon already has their their uh, gaming thing. It, it's in beta right now. It's called Luna. Uh, if you look it up, it's called Amazon Luna. And it's a rent service. You pay five bucks a month. Okay. You pay five bucks a month. It's a cloud gaming service. If you didn't know this, um, it's right here. It's an early access. You can request early access. It's a streaming service that basically it's just like xCloud. It's just like a game pass. You pay a monthly subscription and you can play the newest games. Something for everyone. Okay. Uh, you pay five bucks a month, you get Luna Plus, early access price, or you play Ubisoft Plus, which is the beta price, which is 15 bucks a month. Unlimited hours and play, up to 1080p, 60 frames, 4K coming soon. Stream on the device, one device at a time. Play Windows PC, Mac, Fire TV, and web apps on iPhone, iPad, and select Android phones. And download PC versions of the games and more through Ubisoft Connect app. So this is already a thing. And this is why Microsoft has said that Amazon and Google are their competitors. They did not say Sony. And people are like, well, Sony's got better games. And the market's not about games anymore. It's about subscription service, right? Subscription service. And Google right now has the most information of anybody on the planet Earth. Because you watch YouTube. You do Google searches. They know everything, what you're looking for. They know everything about you, if you like it or not, okay? So they could use that in there. They could use that in the future to figure out what you like, right? Think about it. Think about YouTube, where if we watch the same video right now, all depending on where you are uh, and who you are, you get a different commercial than I do based on your preference, the things you like, the things you don't like advertisements happen to you differently than to me and then with Sarge, okay? So imagine if they could make a Stadia or some sort of service where they know what games you play. You play Battlefield, and they'll put everything to the to your blue in the face of every war game possible to you to see what, what you like, right? Or you like action RPGs, bam, there they are directly to you. Hey, we, we see that you like this type of game, and they can do that... Same with Steam. Steam does it to you right now. You play one open world survival game. They're going to suggest, well, since you played this, but they'll be even more evasive because it's Google. You know what I mean? But we'll see. This is just me ranting about what they could be. But Amazon already has Amazon already has their, their thing ready to go. Uh, early access. I haven't tried it. I actually wanted to try it to see how good it was. But I was like, uh, I forgot about it because I forgot about it until you just taught, until you just said that Amazon is going to make a new console, right? They even had their own controller here. Let me show you. They even have their own controller. Like this is their controller. Where is it? It looks like the Xbox controller. Look at it. It's an Xbox controller. Look yeah, at it. it's amazing. It's amazing how Look every controller it. looks like that one. It's huh? an Xbox controller, one hundred percent. I think the patent ran out on the design, and I think everyone just uses it now. So, Luna, it's there. Copy-pasta. Copy-pasta. Yeah, Google thinks uh, I'm a dad. Keep getting advertisements to join the AARP <laughs> and get hearing aids. It's about the, 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 the thing you're watching. The people that are watching the same stuff as you are probably deaf and dads, right? <laughs> so that's why they, they, they keep uh, suggesting things to you. Yeah, so you're probably like an old yeah, man for some a young for, body for or some reason, For some reason, I keep getting singles in my area, but they're all Asian. I don't know mm. why. 
I've been getting Spanish commercials for some reason. My commercials yeah, think, on YouTube. I, I, I think I think there might be another there might be another person with my name. Giving yeah, me I'm I'm literally getting Spanish commercials. I'm like, you're selling me something I can't understand. I don't understand what you're telling me. I don't understand the words coming out of your mouth. I I, I don't I don't I don't understand. But hey, you know that's what it is. So Stadia, Stadia, what do we got? We got about about a little little more than twenty minutes. What do we got here? Rockstar, GTA Online. For PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, dun dun dun, is shutting down in December. So they've they've looked at their their stat book, Sarge, and Rock, Rockstar is like, well, 99.9% uh, .9 of the population has now moved on to either Xbox One and PlayStation 4 or the new system or PC. So we don't need to keep the servers open for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Peace out. We're closing it down in December. If you if you haven't left go get yourself a new system because that's what's happening. And here's the best part, Sarge. They're going to have to buy the game over again, right? If you're playing Grand Theft Auto right now <laughs> online on your 360 and PlayStation 3, there is no you're smart from, delivery off of that. You're from, you're from Wyoming or Kansas <laughs> or North so Dakota. You'll have to go back out and buy the game again for the new system. Unless I, I guess PlayStation is giving it for free or some shit for a bit. But uh, I just read another article that did you know that they're averaging 20 million sales copies of the game last year? 20 million copies were sold. That's more than a brand new AAA title comes out. A seven year old game sold 20 million copies last year alone. And they've been averaging I, 20 I, million for seven years. I would like to know where the sales are coming from. I believe those sales are coming from other countries now. I, I don't know where because, they're coming from. Because other countries now have gotten better internet, so they're getting game systems more. Because remember, we're very privileged here in North America. Like, people in South America, only like the really rich kids have a gaming system, that kind of thing. I think in certain areas of the world, internet has gotten better, so gaming systems are becoming a little bit more popular and more affordable in their area. And I think that's why that game is keeps getting bought over and over again. Uh, Viking, if if you own the game... On PlayStation 4, you get a free upgrade to 5, correct? So a person that doesn't have a PlayStation 4 or 5 would have to go out and buy an old system, or like a PlayStation 4, and a used copy of Grand Theft Auto just to get a free copy of PlayStation 5? Or can you just get a PlayStation 5 and get a free upgrade without owning it? I recall 3CC that looks like an Xbox One. Uh, dust off the PlayStation 3, then a plus uh, sub ran out. And ran around Batman a few titles, and uh, that was good. Forever Undead Nightmares was rough. Yeah, I also looked up the the concurrent player base for Red Dead Redemption, Sarge. Like Red Dead Redemption Two, what do you think the online concurrent player is for Red Dead? For Red, Red Dead. Dead Two, yeah. When I looked it up, it changes all the time. But when I looked it I mean, up, are, are, you, are you doing average for the month? Daily, daily average for the concurrent, month? Concurrent, concurrent, like for the day, like for the, today. When I looked it up, how many people were playing online for Red Dead Redemption Two? Maybe half a mil. Well, that's that's a pretty good guess. Yeah, six hundred thousand. Six hundred thousand. I was shocked when I saw that for the online. For Red Dead, there's a lot of people. There's, there's a lot I know, of people but in the that, world, that's, bro. that was. I don't know if I if the, if the site's trustworthy because I don't know how they they get the numbers from all the things. But I was very surprised by that. I was very surprised by that. I thought about putting it in just to finish it, but once again, I don't know how long I can look at the old West. How many how many quests can I do within a couple of hours? 
before I'm like, I don't want to look at this. I don't want to look at my horse's balls anymore. You know, I want to go back in and play Red Dead Redemption, but then I'm like, I'm going to do the hunting stuff and finish the achievements and stuff for that. And then I, every time I go find a fucking deer, when you take the mission, you can't find a goddamn deer. You, it you, does you, it on purpose. You break off the that, mission, deers that, are all listen, over. They're like sh showing up in your face. I'm like, fuck this game, man. Fuck anybody, this game. Any, anybody that's played a Rockstar game, especially the open world, this it, it does the same thing in, in Grand Theft Auto. When you got the Grand Theft Auto list of the cars you needed to find, as soon as you picked up the list, the cars that you needed well, never showed up. Well, it's also it's the same. I know, it's the same MO. But they it's also a joke. Shit. It's a joke, though, because remember, like, if you drive uh, a Honda and while you're on the road, you start looking across, everyone's driving the same Honda as you. Like in real life, you're like, oh, that that's that's a car. It was almost that like, a, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that's exactly what happens in the game. You can't find the car, but then when you, once you find it, you get in that car and start driving it in Grand Theft Auto, and it's everywhere. You see more of the car, yeah, you, see you see everywhere. the same car. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a joke they did for many years. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm yeah. saying. It's a joke. Yeah, I'm asking if it's an upgrade. Can you go from PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 5 for free? No, you have to go from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 is free. That's what I'm asking. <clears throat> But do the horses' balls shrink in the cold? They do, DMAC. They do. We read an article about that about, uh, well, I guess it's about two, three years ago now on the show. Before Red Dead came out, they actually talked about how the eyes dilated and how the balls shrunk on the horses. And I was like, what kind of design? Like, what did you do on Red Dead? Did you uh, make the guns? Did you uh, make the horse? Yeah, I actually worked on the balls of the horse. Uh it took me six months to create it. I, I I had to make and study the horse's nuts to make them shrink and expand during the during the cold. Yeah, we and did hot a lot of things. research. We did a lot of research. Yeah. We we followed the we followed the North American Mustang around I had for to, six months. Yeah, I had to during its during its mating, mating season. season. Watched, yeah, we wanted to see how how radically changed the yeah. horse's took, testicles were from, a from summer water, to winter. Ice water and tucked it to the, and watched how fast they they shrunk when I did it. Yeah. Yeah, attention to detail. You thought it was just being a meme. No, no, I'm I'm telling you the truth. This is actually what happened. I don't know if they actually took cups of water to to the testicles, but they studied. They studied it. They actually said it, and I was like, okay, that's. I mean, you that's do commitment. you. You do you. Right? That's commitment. Okay, I'm gonna go back to Microsoft for this next one. Okay. Now Microsoft Microsoft says it will use cloud streaming to bring 2022 exclusives to Xbox One, okay? So Microsoft confirmed it'll use Xbox Cloud Gaming to bring Microsoft Flight Simulator, for example, to Xbox One. One, not Xbox One X, Xbox One. Okay, other games mentioned by Microsoft as to fall in the category include Bethesda's Starfield, Arcane's Redfall, and GCS uh, uh, game World Stalker 2. Here's a quote. You'll see many games this holiday, including Forza Horizon 5, which will boast a direct X ray tracing on both Xbox Series X and S and Battlefield 2042, which will run 60 frames per second while supporting 128 players on Xbox Series XS. Well, I guess that's a confirmation, huh? That's a confirmation about Battlefield. Some games launching next year from the first-party studios and partners, such as uh, Starfield, Redfall, Stalker 2, require speed, performance, and technology of Xbox X and S. And we're excited to see developers release their visions in, in ways that only next-gen hardware will allow them to do. Now, for millions of people who play on Xbox One console today, we're looking forward to sharing more about what we're doing here and bringing many of these next-gen games, such as Microsoft Flight Sim, to your console through Xbox Gaming, just like we do with mobile devices, tablets, and browsers. 
in an interesting development, Xbox One, which according to the quote, could see its life ex uh, expectancy extended significantly as cloud gaming platform. Last week, Microsoft said in a, in a final stages of updating the data centers around the world with Microsoft Xbox Series X, this means gamers will see faster load times, improved frame rates, and experience Xbox X and S optimized games Microsoft said now over 1 billion people in 26 countries across five continents will be able to play from the cloud on the world's most powerful console across the apps, browsers, phones, tablets, PCs, Xboxes, okay, and cloud gaming added during video briefing uh, shown press uh, last week. Now the Xbox one underpowered when it launched in 2013 and now eight years later creaking at it seems during an E3 event, Microsoft showed Microsoft flight simmer running on an Xbox series X. And, and uh, lovely it looked indeed. The video is below. Microsoft did not show the game running on Xbox One. Okay, I'm going to show you the video. This is, let me make sure it's... Uh, Just tell uh, me what I need to know. No, shut up, commercial. That's a good, that was a good... That, just tell me what I need to know. All right, add. Let's go. So this is actually streaming, okay, to the Xbox Series X. Uh, Xbox One X, sorry. Xbox One X, captured in real-time 4K on Xbox One X. Let me just make sure, uh, not that, you, that you're seeing it. Quality is 1080p. Okay. So this footage is on an Xbox One X. Okay. This is all captured and stuff in the Xbox One X. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think this is the... The trailer. I don't believe it. I'm sorry. X Xbox One X. One like X the, being like, streamed. Like the, the in between one. The yes. in between one. Yes. Xbox One X. This is being streamed from their cloud servers to the actual console. Now I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that, but that's what it says. Oh, is this it? No, it's the announcement trailer. Nobody. Nobody lines up for a landing like that. That's like the most suicidal that's landing. <laughs> You don't cut but, in like that. <laughs> Have you seen my my landing? I mean, it's it's fantastic. You just don't you just don't land that way. Like it's not like you're in the Andes and you have like a 300 yards of runway. So, and you gotta... so, what do you think about this technology though that they're going to be streaming? So basically, everything on XCloud right now. Not only do you not own the game, but you're now renting space to stream it from a server to your Xbox, right? All right. Well, here here's 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 the conversation. Right. Originally, the conversation was. We use too much data. The, the communication companies can't handle that much data. We have to charge you for data. Now you're saying I can stream full full balls, full game from, from, the, from their servers to my house, no downloading anything, just full streaming, right. and multiply this by hundreds of millions of people. All of a sudden, the infrastructure works fine? Well, right now, Microsoft Flight Sim, they do that for the PC because it's petabytes of information that they can't get to you. So they're actually streaming you petabytes of well, information. I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is the infrastructure to handle that kind of traffic for data has always been there. They treat it like it's not there. They, they haven't been burying lines in the ground for the last 10 years that can handle this shit. It's the same lines that we've had. Okay? So... They, the way that they talk to you about your data is the same way the water company talks to you about water. Right. They think it's the same. Like, oh, there's a lot of pressure water. You know, we can't we can't have that much pressure of the water. It'll it'll blow the pipes out. Like, it's not the same conversation with with electric data, right? 
if the if the lines have been put in specifically designed to handle the next 10 years or 20 years of service that's when they dig a hole in the ground and put the line in they, there haven't been like restructuring no, the globe no. in the last 10 years now i'm sure there'll be a study because of microsoft flight sim and petabytes of information are being streamed uh tumors anyone that plays the game there's so much information coming into your house that's like yeah, johnny mnemonic yeah it's a, yeah it's johnny a, mnemonic yeah i'm waiting to see i'm waiting to see if johnny mnemonic is going to be real with that much data on wi-fi yeah. flying around the yeah, air no, that's what it is are we gonna are we gonna get tumors i don't know no i we don't, don't know I, I don't think we're gonna get tumors but uh i mean i'm sure there'll be a study about it and i'm sure we'll read about it on this podcast uh, uh, in the I, future i'm sure there will i'm sure there will viking you had... i just don't i don't i don't buy it i don't buy the fact that Five years ago, data was impossible to handle. We can't handle this much data. And now you're telling me hundreds of millions of people are going to be streaming from different servers 24-7 all the time, and everything's going to be fine. you got to pick a side. Yeah, the lag. The lag pick a side. Yeah, when you have – think about this. When we, when we play a game sort of like ESO, and there's 70 people on the screen, you get a little bit of lag. Now do that where it's just wireless, and it's being streamed to your console, right? It's got it's got to take its toll when there's a lot of people. I don't know. Uh, we got to charge you to use your own internet as well. Well, remember the remember a couple months ago we talked about how uh, certain northern eastern areas were being uh, data capped. -capped. They were being data capped, right? So this doesn't uh, nobody up north is going to play this game. <laughs> Petabytes of information are flying in their house so they can so they can fly. Uh, uh, Viking had me laughing. He's like, it's a drug running game. It's from Florida to Mexico to Vail. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing. It's just you're just flying a plane. That's all it is, DMAC. That's it. That's all it is. You're flying. You you get to fly a plane. A uh, couple of stories I want to talk about a little bit more. Um, Starfield. Okay. Starfield wasn't shown, but it was shown. Okay. Now they're talking about it as Todd Howard says in a quote. It's like Skyrim, but in space. Okay, now take that's, what you want from that. Yeah, take, that's the take what safest you want from thing that. he could say. It's the safest thing he could say. Take what you want from that. All right, so uh, would that be okay? Let's say that. Let's just say that's exactly what it is. It's Skyrim in space. Yeah, are, but I don't are, want, are you okay with wanna, that? I don't, want, I don't want a fucking marker on the screen the whole time telling me where to go. Oh, you know you're getting that. People would cry. People will cry. Oh, I know they would cry. Yeah. Hey, but I, want, I, I want the option. I want the option to turn. I want yeah. the option to turn it off. I don't know. I want the well, you gotta tell me where to go. Hold my hand, Todd. Hold my hand. The game. The game's too big. If you don't tell me where to go, I'm gonna get mad and pout. Put the game down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is it? Is it a sell? Right. Like we've talked about this a couple weeks ago. Right. Yes, Krebsy. Exactly. If it's exactly like Skyrim, but in space. Yes broken and the and the fans have to fix it yes <laughs> right yes uh, take it to exactly for what he said it's it's skyrim in space so it's gonna be broken and, and they'll fix it later right i mean think about this i mean i know i'm joking but if this game comes out and it is skyrim in space and it's it's a Bethesda special right dragons are flying backwards in skyrim when it came out remember this right like you're falling through the map remember this right the sun didn't rise remember this right like there was things that had happened that you couldn't your, your neck would bend backwards and and, and whatnot if, if you if you if your perception is that this game's coming out next year 11 11 and you think the game's going to come out all good you guys are dreaming you're dreaming okay i i just you're, i just feel you're dreaming i just feel in this day and age, they're using a new engine 
first of all, they're using a brand new engine. Hopefully, oh, I'm it's, sure. hopefully it's easier to fix games in this engine because let's look at what the last games they came out with, right? All their games are buggy and messes. Fallout 76 was especially buggy. And then we have games, obviously, CD Projekt Red is not Bethesda, but we have a full-fledged AAA title, like, like 2077 come out, and it was broke. Broke. It was it was like a Bethesda. If you put Bethesda instead of CD Projekt Red, I would have believed you. I would have been like, did they work with Bethesda? Right? But no, it was it was CD Projekt Red, and they came out with 2077. Does Skyrim have a possible... Oh, I'm sorry. Does Starfield have a possibility of coming out and just being just broke? And being, being like the next 2077? Like, you think about it going, there's no way... That's there's no way a game would have been worse than Fallout 76. And then they said, hold my beer. And now it's back at Bethesda's court. Do they say, hold my beer? I mean, this is this game is this game is the next iteration of the future of what they're, they want to do. Right. New sure. engine, new everything. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, sure, I, sure. what like, what is it? What is it gonna? Is it gonna be good? First of all, here, here's the best part. Here's the best part. And, and once again, I don't really pick sides, but I just I'm gonna love this part of it. The best part of 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 Starfield is it's an Xbox exclusive only, so I get to hear all PC right. It's all the PC crying, the I I get to hear the crying of the PlayStation fans, sobbing in the corner about how they deserved they deserve to have that game. It was Microsoft's fault that they bought Bethesda and they took it away from them. And I'm going to taste the salty tears right. on 11-11. It's going to be a beautiful day, right? That's 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 the highlight. Because I know the game is going to work day one. That's, that's going to be a given, right? I fully expect to, to be in a rocket ship and my guy's face to melt or me to fall out of the ship. Something. It's got to it's it's got to do something on that level. Otherwise, it's not a Bethesda game. Right. I don't know. I I just because the way the gaming industry has been the last couple of years, I have very little faith faith in in what Bethesda can do with that game as large. Because I think a lot of people are looking at it and going, "Oh, is it going to be as big as No Man's Sky? Right? Is it is it going to be as detailed as you know, pick a game? You know what I mean? Like they're yeah, picking but, everything else okay, for this okay, game. Okay, but okay, but this is the problem. The problem is is that. Skyrim is on a continent and is a piece of the continent you know where that is. You know you know roughly the size of what that is. If you just tell me it's Skyrim in space, the first thing I think well, they about have a, they have a solar is No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah. The first thing I think about is No Man's Sky. That's the first thing I think about. Then, if I think about that, then my head explodes because I know they cannot handle a game of that size as Bethesda. Yeah. Look what happened to No Man's Sky. You think Bethesda is going to have an infinite universe, planets and things running around? Now, if it's Skyrim in space and you got a couple planets, you that's know, what it is. I think it's a small planets. little solar system. You know, yeah, you're like, doing some stuff. You got a yeah. solar system to work off. Maybe a couple of solar systems and a DLC. They showed one you know, picture of like more, four planets. It's more, it's more tangible. It's more yeah. tangible. But you just can't say, "Oh, it's Skyrim in space." Yeah. Drop the mic and walk out of the room. Like, there's no way. No way. Yeah. Well, at least if you fall through the map in uh, in Starfield, you you fall on the planet, right? I guess maybe if you miss it, maybe you, well, at least you'll just traject yourself into space to never, never to, at, to find us. At, a... at this point, the precedent the precedent sent by CD Projekt Red has given a wide berth for Bethesda to do whatever. Yeah. Okay, job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because 
because either Bethesda is going to say, hold my beer. Okay. Take, after CD right. said, hold my beer after Fallout right. 76. <laughs> yeah. So CD, yeah. CD Project Red yeah. said, I love Fallout 76. Hold my beer. Right. And now Bethesda is going to come out next year with their game and they're going to have to top it. They're like, oh, yeah. You hold my fucking beer. Bro. Yeah. We'll show, my we'll beer. show you. I'm going to show you game breaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't take that away from us. That's yeah. a household name. Yeah. It, it, we'll see. Uh, one of the other games coming out from Microsoft is The Outer Worlds 2. But they just did an announcement trailer. And what I loved about the trailer, I, I'm not going to show it, but what I loved about the trailer was I've been, talking about, I've been talking about a trailer like this for 10 years where you just come out with something that is so absurd and it doesn't make sense what you're showing. Okay. And the announcer, as you're seeing this trailer, he's like, uh, cue the big monster. Are you going to see this monster in the final thing? Never again. So just say goodbye. And, and, and the, uh, pan out to a large area. Uh, show the pro lens flare. Right, lens flare. Lots of lens flare. Right. Like it's it's just humorous that they would show something like that. And I, I laugh. I was like, that's the best one of the best trailers I've ever seen, because that's exactly what all these games are. They hype you up and get None of it's going to exist, right? They used to give shit to Peeler Molyneux because he would talk Fable up so much. Such a good salesman. And yet the vision in his head never came out on the actual game, right? And what Outer Worlds 2, I, I know it's a meme. I know it's making fun of it, right? Because they're nowhere near. I like the humor. But I'm bringing it up because that's the gaming industry right now. They show you a bunch of stuff and you're like, yeah, that's not going to happen, right? CD Projekt Red shows you a bunch of shit. And half of that wasn't even in the game when it came out, right? There's no difference between the meme trailer that Outriders or Outer Worlds showed and what they did for the for the AAA game, right? So there's that. Real quick in chat, they wanted to know: Do you think Ubisoft? Uh, do you think Ubisoft can pull off the Avatar game? Now. I don't know what the Avatar game is. Is it an open world? Is it story driven? Is it like Division? Is there is it is it a multiplayer open world where I can be the 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 uh, the humans and the Avatar? I don't. We don't know nothing about nothing, right? It looked cool, but what is it? Is it an MMO? Is it an action RPG? What is I'll it? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I. Under no circumstances and under no hallucinogens do I believe that Ubisoft can make the Avatar game. Now, if Ubisoft can they make can the Star Wars one, game, can Ubisoft go through one year without one of their employees causing some kind of sexual harassment, <laughs> other harassment, or something else going on in their company that warrants them to be on television for more than three weeks at a time, and they can just make a fucking video game? I give them a 50-50 shot if that happens. If they don't even if they don't fuck around with their employees for a full year and they get nothing in the news, I give them 50-50. Otherwise, Avatar done by Ubisoft, no shot. No shot. No shot. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm interested in it, but it's so early. It, it's probably not going to come out till 2023, and it'll probably come out when the movies come out or in between the movies. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what it's going to do. Um it did look good. They didn't show us like actual gameplay, but some of the screenshots look like it was gameplay. Um, I don't know. I, we'll see. I'm interested. I hope they can do it because I'm interested in their open world Star Wars game that they're, they're going to be doing that massive is doing with them. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I don't really don't have an answer for that. Um, and to answer your question, water, 
uh, Kingpin was already announced. He was in the he was a villain in one of the the, the group pictures. They probably just made a, a solo picture of him now. He was already a, a, in the in the pictures. And we'll talk about that game. I think uh, in two weeks. In two weeks, they're going to have a big conference for that. Uh, Future Revolution, the mobile game, which I think will be like Inchi Impact. I really do. Like as far as multiple consoles, like PC slash, but we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. All right, that is episode 267's in the can we do appreciate you for coming out and watching and listening uh make sure you follow sarge on twitter at sarge mccluskey make sure you follow me on twitter at 30 and still gaming uh we're here live every single thursday night 8 p.m eastern where we go over a few of the top stories from the past week and we rant along the way you can check out uh our website at 30 and still gaming.live uh I think that's the the actual port there, 30 Live. Um, it, it should pop up a link. I don't know if it will. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. There it goes. Uh, yeah, so www.30instillgaming.live. You can go to the website. If you want to see all the E3 trailers and stuff, I made a nice little section for everybody to watch all of E3. But I'll tell you what. Here's a hint. Don't watch anything but the trailers. Because the actual everything that e3 was was so long and boring and there's nothing really good but the trailers if you go watch some trailers all the trailers are there on the website um do appreciate you coming out go ahead sarge what are you gonna say or they could they could watch skill up do the review for e3 he just came up with the video i think it was yesterday oh did he? that's 40 minutes he does 40 minutes and if you want to laugh at what we laughed at for four days it's it he does a great job oh, i didn't see it so i'll have to watch it i'll have to watch yeah. it um so yeah uh, we also do a podcast um, on Wednesday nights called the Loki Podcast with me and Wolverine. Uh, so make sure you check that out at 8 p.m. on Wednesdays. Uh, and if you'd like to listen to any of these, any of these podcasts, uh, I'm slowly upgrading them or updating them, not upgrading them, updating them on the audio versions. You can listen to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Any, ba any Basically anywhere you can listen to an audio podcast, uh, you can listen to this show as well. So there's a bunch of old episodes up there. I think I'm about four episodes uh, behind, so uh, make sure you uh, you check it out. Uh, I do appreciate you guys coming out uh, for the show. Don't go anywhere. You'll get redirected at 10.15. Uh, I'm starting up the uh, ESO stream, so make sure you guys uh, check that out if you like ESO. Uh, we're playing the upgraded version. I got my Series X yesterday, played it for the first time. We're going to be playing some more tonight. And other than that, I do appreciate you all for coming out, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Take care. Take it easy, guys. and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.